The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Look out. It's only me. <laughs> it's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports rack on tour extraordinaire and the mechanical mangler at the controls. We call him Flounder. 106.3. Humpity hump hump. Tis Wednesday, middle of everything. A lot of stuff going. Oh, he's got he's got the Iwo Jima Memorial on his picture, you dirty bastard, just to send me back into the throes of depression for my lack of patriotism as a Marine in America today, ladies and gentlemen. So, da, 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 da. Oh, my God, man. Take that down and stop being ridiculous. <laughs> it's a USS Arizona. Well, that's what I said. I've, I've, I've got it so close. <laughs> that's Mount Surabachi. Almost positive. Marine raising the flag, Couple wasn't that it? Away. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Shut up. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, can they see? They can't see that, huh? Can they see what your picture no, on YouTube? Thank God. Now, how do they do? How do we get no. that on? Can we do that? No. Flounders, any way to do that? Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> no, we don't. Want, oh, we don't want right. to do that. Well, anyway, all right. But it's sorry. Right. It's going to be a weird freaking day. It's three oh four, and it's only me. It's only the camera with Pete Davis and Flounder. And uh, here's our phone number, 404-741-1230, uh, And <laughs> this is a bizarre day already <clears throat> um, uh, because I just found out that my iPad has a camera. I had no idea. I had no idea. In fact, I, did, I, I flounder came in to, to do something with it, and I didn't bring it in today. I left it at home because I, it, it's, it works in here, but in, while I'm on the air, it's kind of hard to fiddle with it or do anything, so I didn't really I bring so it in that's, today. So that's what we're going to open the show with. Uh, my <laughs> iPad has a camera. Well, I, 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 it was among the things I didn't know. <laughs> and I, 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 For example, um, oh, and for example I'm sitting in here getting ready to do on the show, and I'm fiddling with my stupid headphones because when, when I get done for, at night and, and go home, I take my headphones, and I I put them into my uh, satchel, my little Marine Corps case here, my little backpack thing. Uh, and the problem was coming up today, they got really tangled up when I did them. So Flounder obviously is watching me through the window. I can't see him in there because he's pitch, pitch black. He keeps the lights out. So, But I can, he obviously was watching me as I'm trying to finagle with my headphones because they were choking my neck because I couldn't get the thing in the thing. So he just comes in and takes them off and gives me another pair. <laughs> so, all right, that's 0 for 2. I think I didn't even know how to do my job. They're sending for regular stuff. Um, uh, and, oh, and by the way, I have, look at this, check this out. We had did a, off and on yesterday, the whole freaking show was about blood pressure and testing my blood pressure. And I, this morning, I asked, yes, sir, I went to Publix and I said hi to my little princess. And she, she God, she's so sweet. And I said, you ready for Christmas? She says, well, you know, my family was singing to me. So, so. She, she just, she's just like a little teeny little fairy doll. It's just incredible. Anyway, so I bought this blood pressure thing. In fact, I'm going to put it on right now. And you can do it through thin material stuff. I'm going to put it on right now. And uh, I'm not going to do it right now because Look I think at you have you to. Look with the technology. I know. It's just hard to, almost hard to believe. Oh, wait a minute. i got to do it a little bit better than that. And i got to get this aimed down here. 
So that thing is aimed with my finger. I think that's how you do it. Anyway, uh, so now when I did it the first time this morning, should I do this now? Uh, so I, the first time this sure. morning, um, uh, I'm looking at it. In fact, you can probably hear it because when I hit the button, you're going to hear it boom and, and it'll pump up. But when I did it, it starts skyrocketing numbers. And I'm going, oh, my God, I'm going to explode. I mean, so, all right, so I'm, I'm turning it on. Here we go. You're not supposed to be moving. I know. Hear it? You're not supposed to be holding it either. Well, I know. This is going to be this is going to be higher than it should be because I'm on the air. I'm, I'm working, so it's not going to be 120 over yep. 70. Probably Adrenaline be 140. Pumping. Well, I'm I'm fairly calm right now, actually. 150 75, over 90. 87, 97, 109, 111, 127, 134, 149, 156, 170, 189, 188, so 200. <laughs> Come on, hit 200, baby. Now it's going back. Now it's down to 140, 141, 138, 137, 134, 132, 129. This is scintillating. I'm so sorry. Because I got scared when it was going up like 170. I thought, oh, my God, I'm I'm going to explode. (laughs) In just a second, it'll it'll give you the readings for the, uh, the top one, the bottom one, and your pulse, which is great. And it's battery operated. It came with the batteries. And it, as you can see, it takes it's, it's, it's a minute long. It's almost done. There it goes. And it just puffed. My It says I am 140 over 79, and my pulse was 72. Now, this morning when I did it, my pulse was like 60. I mean, <laughs> I, my pulse is pretty good, actually. Uh, but 140 over, over, let's call it a 140 over 80, uh, for being on the air and working, that's pretty good. I mean, so re- really, isn't it? I mean, that's pretty good. Right, so anyway, so, so so thank you for your patience. I just thought I'd try that, and i got to fill out a whole bunch more of them uh, for several days. Okay. Uh, Bill, oh, 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 by the way, Pete. Oh, oh, two things. God, I, I am, I, I'm distracting myself with my distracting. We have a treat. We have a treat. We are going to play for you. We, we probably should do it twice. May, we'll, we'll, do it, we'll do it in this first hour. We'll do it in this first hour. Uh, Flounder's got it all set to go. We have come across, a lot of you don't know this, the Rhino, one of our morning uh, American, uh, all-star American anal team on the morning, uh, the Rhino was not only a music major at Agnes Scott College, he was actually given a scholarship to Juilliard. And we have his audition tape. It's Christmas season. It's holiday, but it's Christmas season, and we have the Rhino with his audition tape for the Juilliard School of Music singing "Oh Holy Night." <laughs> I, I'm, get out your. Can you record off your car? If you have a thing to record off radios, we used to be able to do it with tape recorders and the, and the old uh, stuff. If you can do that, get ready. If you're in your car, because you, you're never going to forget this. I promise you. Coming up a little bit later on. Also, Pete Davis. Well, I was so excited. I, by the way, we'll talk about Hunter. We got all the news. We got all the news. We're at 309. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Hunter. We'll hear from him. And by the way, what a disgraceful. St- well, I'll, I'll, I'll get that in a second. He, he's so offensive to recovering addicts. He told him the, oh, I was, you know, I'm an innocent victim. I was an addict. You can't blame me for anything, you dirty, stinking, rotten rat. Had nothing to do with being a scumbag. Anyway, we'll get to it. Um, uh, oh, uh, God, was there? Oh, I am. Uh, uh, Pete, I was watching TV last night, just skidding around while I'm doing stuff for Fargo. the show today. Uh, I, I watched part of it. I didn't like the part. I don't like them t- taking her away on the stretcher in the hospital trying to shut her up. And I and I stopped watching at, at that because I didn't want to oh, get blew in the mood. It. 
You blew it. One I, more minute. I know. I bet she, you she probably got out. Minute. I know. I'm, I'm, when I got home, and I was afraid I was going to, because she probably pulled a, a, a grenade out of her teeth or something, and, you know, it blew up the hospital. Again. It was the best one yet. Oh, best God, I can't. Yet. Well, when I go home tonight, because I'll be relaxing a little bit tonight. Uh, but I'm skipping around, and I was watching, on, on uh, I guess it's on the uh, Major League Baseball channel, they have uh, reminiscence of great baseball games. And last night there was a series, and they had a, you're going to love this. Uh, I, again, holy crap sports coming up at 5.15, but for the next minute or so, folks, bear with me for a second. This was so freaking exciting. They had, they have the ranking, uh, Major League Baseball ranked the greatest baseball games of all time. Not greatest playoff games, greatest baseball games of all time. Last night, I tuned in as they were about halfway through the number four best baseball game of all time. Number four best all time, the 1992 National League Championship Series, Pirates versus the Braves in Atlanta. And on the show last night, they had, with Bob Costas, they had Lemmer and Sid Bream and Andy Van Slyke. And I'll tell you what, they went over every inning, almost every pitch of that game. And, uh, and, and Pete, uh, shall I do the bottom of the ninth? Remember, reminisce the bottom of the ninth? Uh, we're trailing by, was it two to nothing or whatever? Um, uh, Terry Pendleton is up to bat, gets a double. He's on second. David Justice gets on because of an error by the second baseman who never made errors. So Justice is on first. Pendleton's on third now. Sid Bream walks, so the bases are loaded. Bream's on first. Ron Gant uh, comes up, hits a long fly. Oh, you got the, the call? The 2-1. Swung line drive. It's actually a little premature because I, what I wanted to set it up by saying when Sid Bream was uh, was was on, was up with the bases loaded, Ron Gant hit a fly ball to the outfield which scored a run. Uh, so now it's two to one, and the bases are uh, a, a base is still loaded, and that's when uh, I mean Sid Bream's on second, and uh, a third base is empty because he scored from the, on the fly ball, and Cabrera comes up, and that was the call, hits the single, and Sid Bream and Sid Bream had been hurt all year; his legs were a wreck. I think he'd had surgery. And his ankles were, I mean, he was just a mess. And he's chugging and chugging and chugging, and he makes it safe. And I'll tell you what, I was I was just thrilled. I remember that game, and I remember how that was one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Just a fantastic day. And, and uh, anyway, so we're just reminiscing with a happy time, and I thought maybe you got a kick reminding that for you, too. Uh, let's see, let's see. We'll talk, you'll hear uh, Hunter Biden. And again, I, this is so disgraceful to me. He's playing. Well, you'll hear him. You'll hear him. He's playing the innocent me. I'm an addict. You can't blame me for something you did because it was all because it was an addict. And my daddy's just trying to help me. Da, 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 da. What a disgraceful puddle of sludge. White trash. Just a slime bag, honestly. And, and, and it's offensive to any recovering addict, including my daughter, who is a cocaine heroin addict. Been clean, she's been clean now for about 20 years. And it's offensive to people like her who never did what he did and then tried to blame it on their addiction. Please, slime bag. He's no freaking hero and no good example of anything except a puddle of pus. 313 with the Kimmer feet and flying today. Sorry, I had to say that there, yeah. Yeah, a little RB for you. 319 with the Kimmer Pete and Flounder at the radio. Everybody, won't you get on the floor? <laughs> Get on the flow, baby. <laughs> Get on the flow. 
That's Joe Simon singing there. What was that? <laughs> Boo. You don't like this? Well, he's no, in our, like this. He's a, uh, this, uh, in 2021, now again, Flounders, our musical director, and he picked this song out and uh, have a little mention here. And it was on this day two years ago, American soul and R.B. musician Joe Simon died at the age of 85. He chartered 51 pop and R&B chart hits between 1964 and 1981. He had three number ones, including The Chokin' Kind. What? In 1969, Power of Love in 1972, and Get Down, Get Down, Get on the Floor in 1975, which I believe we're hearing now. Never heard of him. I never heard of him either, but he's on this, and he's had three number one uh, R&B hits. So there you are. <laughs> Damn. Mr. Know-it-all, you, I can't believe you don't know a guy who sings. These guys, both you, both you bastards know everybody who's ever sung a freaking song and most of their lyrics. And, and what year was published? <laughs> Make me sick. 320. Birthdays, Taylor Swift, 34. Happy birthday, Taylor, to you. I, I'm happy for her. I really am happy for her. I'm enjoying uh, uh, her romance with a with a guy that I think she's found the right guy. And I know, I know, I'm an idiot. It's just, you know, this is all I got. I got my car. You know, my car makes what calls me baby every night going home, and that's all I got. <laughs> I walk in the house every day and say, honey, I'm home. I swear to God, I do. I come in my dark, I come in the garage, open the garage door. <laughs> and then I usually have stuff in my, I have my satchel and I have my cane. I mean, so I'm, my arms are, my hands are full. So when I, when I get out of the car, I put this stuff on my shoulders and I walk in the door and I first always take off my coat and then I say, honey, I'm home. <laughs> I can go upstairs to my darkened, happy cave. Anyway, uh, on this day in history. Boy, I got a lot of history things here. You're going to love this, Pete. Uh, on this day in 1978, the Philadelphia Mint began stamping that stupid Susan B. Anthony dollar, the first coin to honor a woman. You know, it figures that they were the first one to do something to honor a woman, they'd get it backwards. They just did something so stupid, they quickly stopped making it because it looked like a quarter. And well, it was offside. It, it wouldn't go in machine. It wouldn't go in machines. I mean, it was just. <laughs> it, it clanked your pocket instead of a nice light dollar bill. You know. Yeah, it was just the wrong thing. Uh, in fact, uh, in fact, I think I, I for my uh, grandson Brady one year for Christmas a couple of years ago. I know. I remember I sent him a couple of uh, a JFK. Uh, half dollars, fifty cent pieces, which I don't think you can really find anymore. And I, I sent some of. and I sent him a couple. Of, I, I sent him some JFK uh, fifty cent pieces and some sil- actual silver dollars, which I, I think mm. you have to go ask for someplace too. I, I thought kind of cool stuff. Anyway, uh, let's see. Let's okay. Newsy uh, three twenty two. Kim repeat and flounder. Here's the number. We love. I'd love to get your conversation and reaction to what Hunter Biden pulled today. If it'd been you or me, we you know we, we'd have been hassled and arrested. Although it's a misdemeanor, so they wouldn't have put him in cuffs. But still, you know, you don't get to do this. And we'll have a lot of reaction to it. And you'll hear him and the reaction by some Republican people too in a second. Our number, if you'd like to react, and we'd appreciate it. Four zero four seven four one twelve thirty seven four one one two three zero. Okay, Hunter Biden showed up for a deposition. It was but he demanded that he uh, 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 talk in public, and they said, no, no, no. The way we do it is when you're deposed, you have a private closed-door deposition, and then if you choose, they will give you the opportunity to also have a public hearing. You're entitled to it, and they'll let you do it. And they said, everybody else does it the right way. Who the hell do you think you are? Hunter said, forget it. In fact, here's a Flounder. Let's play a, a, one of our first cuts of Hunter Biden. we got a bunch of them. And we'll play, we'll play one, and we'll play another one. See what he says to Sessia today here. I am here to testify at a public hearing today. 
to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. Republicans do not want an open process where Americans can see their tactics, expose their baseless inquiry, or hear what I have to say. That's why, by the way. What are they afraid of? I'm here. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I take up your offer, Mr. Chairman. I've chosen. I'm here to testify at the public hearing, answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. Uh, but again, uh, the the wording and what happened, and the actual language he used, this was a political stunt. And when he specific, do we have the cut where he talks about the finances? Let's play number two there, Flounder, and see. Uh, 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 no, uh, hold on a second. How about number? Th- can you do number uh, three? Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business. Financially. Not as a practicing lawyer. No, he says financially. Not as a board member of Burisma. Not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman. Not in my investments at home nor abroad. And certainly not as an artist. Yeah, it's certainly that's funny. Not as an artist. artist. Yeah, uh, he uh, went on to complain. Uh, well, you'll hear some more about this later on and through the afternoon. He said they've uh, the GOP's manipulated evidence, misstated personal information, lied over and over about every aspect about my personal and professional life. So much so that false facts are believed by too many people. They've taken the light of my dad's love for and presented it. it uh, wait a minute now. They have taken the light of my dad's love. For and presented it as darkness. Maybe for me, uh, they have no shame. You're, I mean, it's just outrageous. He said they've attacked my daughter, my children, and my wife. Oh, please! You brought all of this. Well, uh, uh, all right. First of all, let's have a, a flounder, if you would. Let's have the uh, comment from Jim Jordan. I think is one of the first up on the Republican side, if you don't mind, sir, about what he th- says about this ridiculous comment. I would just point out uh, I've had a chance now to review what uh, Hunter Biden said in his his press conference, and I think he made an interesting statement. He said his father was not financially involved in the business, and I think that qualifier, the word financially, is is important because once again it shows. Another change, another change in this story. First, it was no involvement. Then, no, I never, never talked to anyone. And then we find out about the dinners, the meetings, the phone calls, and everything else. Now it's oh, he wasn't involved in the business financially. I think that is important. Uh, it's one of the one of the reasons we want to talk to Hunter Biden. Uh, in fact, uh, he actually helped the reporters saying this is the biggest takeaway when he got just said, this is the biggest news <laughs> that he keeps changing their story. And by the way, he pointed out the, the whistleblowers have never changed a nickel's worth of their testimony. They've always it's been totally consistent the whole way, never been tripped up. They've tried everything they could. The only people who change their story every time is now the, the Biden family. And the White House and the Podium Princess, uh, Surly Temple and all the rest of it. Just unbelievable. Um, how about uh, uh, James Comer there, Flounder, while we're at it? Because get, uh, he's the head of that committee. Too. Again, this is an investigation of Joe Biden. Hunter Biden's a key witness because we, we have a simple question, and the majority of Americans have a question. What did the Bidens do to receive tens of millions of dollars from our enemies around the world? That's a simple question every American wants to know. What did you do to receive the money? And we also want to know what role Joe played, because, quite frankly, it's hard for me to believe, I'll speak for myself, that uh, all these oligarchs and the Chinese Communist Party were wiring Hunter Biden millions of dollars because they liked him, because he added value to something. (laughs) We believe, as what Devin Archer 
testified in the transcribed interview that they were selling the brand and Joe Biden was the brand. And we believe that Joe Biden's known about this all along because he hasn't been honest with the American people. Well, here's, let's not forget this, too. The reason that they're going to take the step to go to the next level in this investigation is so they can make people fork over the records. So far, there's been more obstruction of justice in the Biden investigation of the family and the business dealings for the last since he was vice president, more so than was it going on in Watergate. I mean, this is outrageous. The Department of Justice has refused to release information. The FBI has been hiding documents. Uh, they've been tipping off people from the beginning. I mean, this is just a, a disgraceful, outrageous example of the worst political cover-up and the worst political scandal in American history. This makes Watergate look like somebody stole a cookie from the Boy Scout Jamboree. Seriously. And some of the re reactions to this, by the way, um, uh, commentators, Hunter Biden refuses to comply with the subpoena behind closed doors, demands a public hearing so he can tell his sob story. Remember that Don Jr., Trump Jr., testified behind closed doors for over 40 hours about the Russian hoax. Hold Hunter in contempt. And they say they're going to, by the way. Uh, Republicans were quick to say this was nothing but an absolute stunt. Uh, Paul Gozar from Arizona, along with a little hottie Lowen Bobert from Colorado, <laughs> uh, echoed the calls to hold Hunter in contempt, saying he's mocking Congress with a stunt. His refusal is an obstruction of justice. Um, uh, Re Representative Byron Donalds, the guy from Florida, Hunter Biden, this ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way when it comes to congressional subpoenas. <laughs> hey, quit the stunts. Make your way to the deposition room and let's talk. Uh, another, uh, this is a hell of a new qualifier from Hunter Biden. Hunter now says my father was not financially involved in my business. Major shift from knowing nothing about nothing. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, let's talk, go back to the 10, 10 million held for H for the big guy. Yeah, 10% held for the big guy, Joe Biden, financially benefited. Didn't benefit my ass. Anyway, 3.30 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flout. A lot more coming up, too. Look out. <laughs> Trying to scare the Kimmer. <laughs> Trying to... <laughs> Trying to get the Kimmer to start drinking at 3.30. At 3.34, I'm already late. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, how you doing? Nice to have you with us today. This is Roy Loney with the Flamin' Groovies. I had no idea. Uh, on this day in 2019... Well, let's play a little Roy here for a second. Well, start... Here. He's not saying a lot of words, but... It's like two words and then plays music for a while. All right. I like the guitar work, but yeah. it's a voice. Well, it's good music, but it's, it's, it's too noisy to me, honestly. That's probably just my, you know, age. <laughs> 3, 4, 35, sorry. Anyway, this is uh, Roy Loney, the founding lead singer of the so-called influential San Francisco power pop band, the Flamin' Groovies. He died on this day in 2019 at 73. The Flamin' Groovies came together in San Francisco in 1965 when Looney and a neighbor childhood friend Tim Lynch began working with a, car, a guitar player named Cyril Jordan. 
Bass player George Alexander, drummer Danny Min. Three years later, they released the self-financed Sneakers EP and helped them All get signed. Yeah, we don't. All know right, that, that's that's far. I'm just too much reading. Well, <laughs> Flounder goes to the trouble of bringing it up. I'm not going to stiff. I'm not going <laughs> to. I just, I just use this for bumper music, which I like because it makes it fresh every day. Well, but. there you are. Anyway, so that I, I, I probably read too much of that, but I was. Well, yeah, didn't we don't wanna, need the backstory. I didn't want to chisel books, anybody out of lack of the information that I had in front of me. So I was trying to give, <laughs> do the right cares. thing. Uh, a birthday list includes uh, Jamie Fox, the uh, socialist from Cuba. The actor is 56. Yeah, Beat Shazam, Electro in Spider-Man No Way Home. He was in that Tom Cruise movie as a cab driver, uh, the Hitman thing. Uh, Collateral, I think it was. That was, a, that was a good movie. And he's a good actor, I have to say. He's, you know, he, that was a really good movie. Uh, let's see. History note here. 2012. Hey, whatever happened to this? It was a new law in this day. Well, in 2012, a new law makes it mandatory for TV stations to start playing their advertisements and commercials at the same level as the freaking programs, not 55 times louder. The FCC actually adopted the law the year before but gave a grace period so the TV stations could get used to not trying to Uh. shatter our freaking eardrums. Nobody's paying attention to that. If you've noticed, they're right back up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I saw, and I, when I saw this just, uh, last night, I said, oh, my God, whatever happened to that? This was 2012. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we got to sue somebody or something. All right, uh, 337. Guys, have, in fact, Peter, I think you have a quiz for us later on or a game of some kind. We'll do that a little bit later on. Sure. Also, oh, you know what, uh, Flounder, can you get uh, the Rhinos... Audition ready for in, for a minute. In fact, we may do this twice. I know you all can't listen to three hours straight of the show, so we may we may do this early and again later on, and then and then later on toward the Christmas day before we go on vacation here. Uh, but um, uh, so I have a quiz for you before your a little gamer quiz coming up later. And Flounder, also I have the, a quiz question for you too to answer the same question. Okay, this is an exam at a Seattle high school. And uh, the qu- a question uh, was on a, a cultural and uh, health identity or something. Right, here we go. Question number four, true or false, uh, Pete Davis, all men have penises. True or false? True. Uh, Flounder, true or false, all men have penises? True. I'm sorry. You're, you're both wrong. Uh, question number seven, true or false, only women can get pregnant. True. Flounder, only women can get pregnant. True. You guys, God, what's the matter with you? The kids answered, they got them wrong. Some woman told us, she says, hold on, my son came home and told me about this exam. You marked it wrong. Yeah. There was a series of multiple choice questions, true or false, uh, focusing on, quote, this was an ethnic studies world history teacher in 10th grade at the International High School in Seattle. Seattle, how many times have we said, has there anything good come out of the news of Seattle in the last three years since George Floyd yeah, the, took uh, over the city, remember? Yeah, the Braves getting uh, Jared Kelnick for almost nothing. Well, yeah. that's, that's the one good thing. Came right the hell out of Seattle, all right. <laughs> he probably couldn't wait. Yeah, I, I, okay, good. Wait. I'll take a pay cut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, it was a 10th grade ethnic studies class. To focus, quote, on understanding gender versus sex. Uh, the screenshots made parents go nuts. The, the, the kid marked it true that all men have penises and it was labeled as incorrect. The teacher marked it incorrect. Same thing with uh, only women can have babies. The questions asked students to answer questions like, when someone uses they, them pronouns, 
What does that mean about their gender identity? And, true or false, transgender people are gay. Well, the parents are saying, now hold on a second. This is what's killing freaking America, allowing the teachers to bring political beliefs into the classroom. What has this got to do with reading, writing, and arithmetic? They claim to, uh, uh, oh, by the way, I don't understand this. One woman said, I'm trying to wrap my head around how it's legal to teach inaccurate information. And again, think about it. I mean, they're teaching things that are just not true. Uh, Yeah, because they're insane. Yeah. And we've let them get away. By the way, that, that question there, are trans people gay? What was the answer? Uh, it does. Well, obviously, uh, it's a trans people. Oh, no, it says. Oh, hold on a second. Let me get it. Because right. uh, tra- most trannies don't claim to be gay. True or false. Transgender people are gay. I assume they would say they would. Uh, most people would say trannies are gay. And I'll bet you transgenders that would say we're not gay. We're, we're right. We, They're we're their own we thing. Are. Yeah. So, again, yeah. there's no possible answer because it's all not real. If you, you, you know, if you're pretending to be the other gender, then you, you aren't really the other gender, even though you're pretending to be that. So that either way, you're, you're, you're not given the right answer. Well, what's the common denominator here? Every time something yeah. like this comes up, what's the common denominator? Yeah. A teacher. I know. Yeah. And again, the, the, this woman, the mother says they're allowing the teachers to bring political beliefs and tell things that are not true. I'm wrapping my head science. around how it's legal to teach inaccurate information mm. and teach students against, the against their beliefs or receive negative scores. She, now, I don't understand this. The mother also claimed that teachers have called her son, and it's uh, here's the phrase, uh, F blank 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 D and racist. What is F blank 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 D? Oh, oh I, I'm suing them out of existence. If they're calling the kid names, if the teachers are calling the kid yeah. names, they will never work again. Well, but I, okay, it, the, the sentence goes like the mom said the teachers have called her son the F blank 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 D and racist and a product of the patriarchy, the school, uh, 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 and the product of the patriarchy that teaches young boys not to care mm. about anything. They're mentally abusing that young boy. I would sue them. Uh, oh, I hope she does. Uh, the ethnic studies class underscores students will be investigating the global economy, society, and culture. But they, the, uh, the uh, Seattle the public people say, well, we haven't heard about this name calling. What is the word that I don't know? What F blank 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 D, a five-letter word, and the three middle words, uh, the letters, I don't know, F and then end the word. So it's not, it's not F-A-I-R-Y. I mean, it's not, you know, they didn't call them an F-A-G or, I mean, it wasn't that. What is it again? F, F, dot, 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 D. And that may have something to do with, with racism. But I don't, I don't know. What the hell does that mean? What, what is that word? Well, now they're just making up words, you know, to, you know their own language. Uh, I'm, I'm seriously. F, D, so, dot, 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 up D, and racist. So it, I, the F word as in F-A-G? No, because it's not. Because if you, if you type in FD Urban Dictionary, again, this isn't the greatest word to use, but this is what it stands for. It stands for faggot's delight. Oh, well, maybe that's it. God, what does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea what that means. Let's see. Sta- uh, and again, we're saying, ladies and gentlemen, we're saying this because it's real. This is news. And so, you know, don't, don't start. I just don't even start. If you go to yeah. Urban it Dictionary, like basically, it says it's basically named because only a massive... That faggot would significant that amount. Oh, my God. I don't even. You know, this is just. uh, This is in high school. 
And by the way, yeah. okay, sure, they're old enough to talk about it, and you know they're you know they're all on porn sites, and they're probably all been having sex since they were you know thirteen or sixteen by for sure. So it's not that like you don't know about the birds and the bees, but this has got no business being in a public school. I mean, I mean, I, I don't get it. Yeah, but it's been in public school for forty years, and no one paid attention. God. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and what's that got to do with reading, writing, and arithmetic? And no wonder when they get to college and universities, all of a sudden, we, and by the way, we'll talk some more about that. I guess some of that stuff's coming up. <clears throat> but again, well, well, here we are. And, and, and it leads to this kind of thing leads to our next uh, uh, topic story, which we'll briefly uh, address here before uh, Kalabanga time at 344 right now. In Boston, the idiot girl mayor of Boston, Mayor Michelle Wu, uh, made the mistake of sending out an email that was meant for only black people. Uh, yeah, it was an invitation to the uh, Christmas party, or the black party, actually. Uh, it said, on behalf of the mayor, I cordially invite you to a guest to the Electeds of Color holiday party, uh, December 13th, 5.30 p.m., Beacon Street. Uh, please let me know if you have a plan to attend, if you have any dietary restrictions. Yeah, this was uh, to uh, you and a guest to the, quote, Electeds of Color holiday party. They have a group called Electeds of Color. Electeds. They were elected Electeds of Color. And uh, so they have their special colored people holiday party. And the unfortunately, this goofball girl mayor sent it out to everybody. The entire, <laughs> all the city council people got it. So, so they're going nuts. And she said, I want to apologize for my previous email regarding the holiday party for tomorrow. Uh, I did send that to everyone by accident. I apologize if it may have offended or come across so. Sorry for the confusion. But there was no uh, apology for planning the party. She didn't apologize for having a black people only, for colored only. No, 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 no. It wasn't black. It wasn't black. It was it was Hispanic, black, and Asian. It's yeah. everything but white. Non-white. Yeah, colored. Yeah, you have to yeah. say color. You can't say black. You have to say colored. It was a colored only party. And one of the attorneys representing another guy said, you know, the problem with Boston, we have race problem here. Unfortunately, race and Boston are synonymous. I'm hoping it was a mistake. Somebody, anybody in the mayor's office thought you could not be proud of this. Uh, oh, by the yeah. way, a bunch of black folks are saying, now, wait a minute. We defend this move. It reflects all kinds of specific groups. Here's how they justify their division. We make space and spaces for all kinds of specific groups in the city and government. So this is no different. Elected officials of color has been around for a long time. Uh, groups meet based on shared interest or cultural backgrounds. It's completely natural for elected officials of color to gather for a holiday celebration. This is why they say <laughs> no white people at certain parts of college campuses. Yeah. And they say, it's fine. We get they, to be with our own people. Well, take the next step, please. I'm begging you. We'll give you Louisiana, uh, Arkansas, uh, one of the Dakotas. Well, as for the dietary restrictions, <laughs> I didn't know they had I didn't know they had Popeyes in Boston. <laughs> Churches, baby. 346 <laughs> with a carrot Pete and flounder. We're only getting started. <laughs> Only me, it's only the Kimmer with Pete Davison, Flounder, and Tom Petty. Give me some sugar. Yeah, no sugar baby. Give me some sugar. Yeah. Shame he passed way too early. Don't be afraid. It's on this day in 2019, there was a settlement with Tom Petty's estate 
A battle between the rock legend's widow and his two daughters from a previous marriage. Petty's daughters, Adria Petty and Anna Kim Violet, sued Dana York Petty for $5 million, that's the widow, claiming the widow superseded the daughter's rights to equal participation over decisions involving the singer's estate and his catalog of music. And they reached a settlement on this day in 2019. Man, I, <laughs> that's the good news for my kids. There won't be any hassles over the Kimmers. <laughs> Nest egg. Well, uh, 352. <laughs> you want the leather jacket or the, uh, you know, the, or, <laughs> or the stretch cloth pants? <laughs> anyway, 352. Uh, a birthday list includes Johnny Whitaker. 64 years old today. You remember Johnny from the uh, uh, Family Affair from the 1960s? He was Jody on the old TV show Family Affair, and then he was on the original version of Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. I don't know what that is. Anyway, Johnny Whitaker is 64, little baby thing. Do I know that one? Sid and, Sid and Marty Croft. Oh, Sid, I know Sid and Marty Croft, of course. And on this day in history, uh, in uh, 1861, 1861, Anna Marie Robertson Moses died at the age of 101. Grandma Moses. She didn't pick up a paintbrush until she was 78. Her paintings were known for their nostalgic charm. She was friends with Norman Rockwell. And although her paintings once sold for as little as $3... Now, paintings by Grandma Moses, who passed away on this day in 1861, go for a million. Wow. Mm. Grandma Moses. Yeah, uh, let's see. Oh, our, oh it's time. Uh, this is, uh, do we have time to get this? We, uh, 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 we time it? Okay. This is incredible. The Rhino uh, was at uh, Agnes Scott College on a music scholarship, got into Juilliard School of Music on a full scholarship, and this was his audition tape. The Rhino from our morning show, ladies and gentlemen, Oh Holy Night. He did his own music earlier, oh, tape recording. Holy night. Instrumentation. Here's the rhino. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Notice how the strings come in there to soothe over the transition. Long lay the world. Got the vibrato going there. In sin and... All right. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. He's known for his falsetto. A thrill of hope. Oh, it's building and building. The weary world rejoices. For yonder brain. A new and glorious All right, moment. here we go, here we go. Oh, oh, oh. On your knees. The rhino. The rhino. Oh, he. Yeah. The angel's voice. Sing the song. Coming up, coming up now. Yeah. Oh, 
the rhino. The rhino for Christmas. Hey, oh, Howie. Oh, oh, Heavenly Father. The glorious. Incense, peppermint, and joy. Seems like I'm at the manger right now, Lisa. It's right, Rob Rhino. It's the Rhino. Bring it the Rhino. Down now. You know it was. A divine. divine. Bringing it home. The rhino. Oh, holy night. And Merry Christmas. Well, I don't know about you, but my knuckles I, are hard as a rock. I did the tears. The, I. I don't think I'm overstating this yeah. when I say yes. that Rhino put the Jew into Juilliard. <laughs> I, I sounds like we're having a whole new category, Jew music now. Is that what we're... <laughs> you know, it's Hanukkah. I'm not sure we can get away with joking around about... <laughs> it's the happy it's still, time. It's still Hanukkah, right? <laughs> it's eight, it's eight <laughs> days, like four. It's the fourth, third, fourth day. Anyway, three fifty-eight. Holy moly! I, again, that was uh, the Rhino from the Morning Show. Uh, his audition tape for the Juilliard School of Music was a tremendous accomplishment. There, uh, three fifty-eight with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. Oh, here we go again, man! I saw this story this morning. I thought, you know, I just aren't you tired of this, Denzel Washington, the award-winning actor, one of my favorite actors. I, 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 I he's got a Netflix special, a project. And he's going to play the legendary ancient general Hannibal Barca, Hannibal. And the Tunisians are so freaking angry about it. They say the Carthaginian general who famously led an army of warriors and elephants across the Alps to fight the Roman Republic during the Second Punic War in a press release. uh, They're getting a black actor to play Hannibal is problematic. To consider Hannibal a black African to be, according to Tunisians, an historical error. Because Carthage, built by the Phoenicians in the current Tunisia, is located just nearby southwest of Sicily. And Hannibal came from a family of Phoenician Semitic settlers. And so representatives of Hannibal and Carthaginian plays depict him as a white man. And getting Denzel Washington to play Hannibal raises profound questions about Afrocentrism, historical fidelity, and the challenges of casting in the motion picture industry, according to Tunisia. Luckily, there's somebody in Tunisia saying, wait a minute, you idiots. They're going to do some filming here. We want them to come here. Stop insulting them. We'll take anything. They're going to spend money in our country. We want to give. We have, want more people from Hollywood to start movies in Tunisia. Tunisia, shut up, get up. <laughs> I mean, but this is atrocious. I mean, now if you have an, if you you know play the one arm man, you're gonna have to chop off the actor's arm. But <laughs> but it only works one way. You uh, notice that? Hold that thought. Four o'clock, Kimberfeet and Flounder. <laughs>
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Hot town, summer in the city. Back of my neck, getting dirty and gritty. Bend down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk, harder than a match. Yeah, boy, loving spoonful. It's different world. Summer in the city, baby. Yeah. Here it comes. In the summer in the city. 2002, Canadian guitarist and singer Zal Yanofsky of the Love and Spoonful died of a heart attack. He was a member of the Mugwumps with Denny Doherty and Cass Elliott. And then they formed Love and Spoonful with John Sebastian in 1964. They scored the 66 uh, hit number one with Summer in the City. Uh, Love and Spoonful, there you go. Uh, Castle, it was with them for a while. And uh, 404 with the Kim Repeat and Flounder, How's It Going? Our birthday list includes uh, one of the great actors, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi, uh, pronounce it as you wish, 66 today. Nucky Thompson in the Boardwalk Empire group, one of the great character actors in The Sopranos. Uh, he was in that movie with uh, Nicolas Cage about the airliner that uh, went down, or, or the escaped, or the, or the uh, convicts were all in that airplane, and then they, uh, he was... Con Air. Con Air, yeah, there, and he was, and he's been in a whole, you know, he's a great actor, you know the guy, and he's sick, now, Steve yeah, Buscemi, yeah. 60 years. Uh, quick um, historical note, uh, 1937, Japanese forces capture the city of Nanking, and the Japanese general Matsui Awani orders the city destroyed. But first... Bombly bomb. Yes, Japanese soldiers launched a campaign of atrocities, including the massacre of 200,000 civilians and the rape of more than 20,000 women and young girls, known as the Rape of Nanking, 1937. And uh, even recently, they've been uh, still apologizing for it. Uh, anyway, uh, a couple of years ago, I think they had a big official ceremony to try to get over it. Uh, 405, how you doing? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer, Pete and Flounder. And we're just goofing around, having a good time. We'll, we'll play some more sound bites for you of the Hunter Biden thing. I, I, again, just we're going to move on for another topics here in a second. But for the record, uh, as a father of a daughter who's a drug addict, recovered for almost 20 years now, uh, what he pulled today with this outrageous stunt, a political stunt, and by the way, that was choreographed beautifully. His lawyers, um, every word out of his mouth, I guarantee you, was, was, uh, was checked by the lawyers first, including the new word financial. 
My father had no financial stay. I mean, everything has changed now. It's a fourth and fifth different story. And, uh, and by the way, I think the House right now is debating whether or not they will go to the next step of an impeachment inquiry which means they would be start being able to subpoena people. Again, that's the, the White House and the Department of Justice and the FBI and the Attorney General have been blocking. They are guilty of obstruction of justice. They are blocking the impeachment inquiry. They are blocking the congressman from getting people to testify. They're refusing to allow documents to be released. They're not, they're not allowing a, a, any of the transcripts of phone calls and bank records. And, I'm, and, and now they're saying, well, there's no evidence. Well, it's because you're hiding the evidence. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. There's no, not a lot of evidence yet because you're sitting on it. Or you hit it like when you're the Department of Justice and the, and the uh, federal Gestapo of investigation with Christopher the Cossack Ray from Atlanta, the suspected Russian double agent, uh, had his people warn uh, uh, Hunter's lawyers that they're going to come and check your uh, storage shed. And the lawyer said, what storage shed? He didn't even know they had one. They told him, by the way, yeah, you've got a storage shed and we're going to come looking for it. Gee, I wonder what happened there then, huh? Oh, I guess they didn't find anything. You know, nothing, didn't find anything there. My God. All right, 407. Uh, and we'll place more sound bites for you later on here of uh, some of the reaction on him, too. By the way, when you yeah. you said Denzel Washington was play Hannibal, uh, the first thought was Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> no, black guys don't do that. There's only white guys. I don't think there's ever been a black guy. Uh, and black guys don't make very good serial killers either, I think, do they? I, I think there's like one Mexican guy from California was why? a serial killer. I don't know why. I have no idea. I just did the old-fashioned one, you know, one or two at a time. It's not, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a genetic thing. <laughs> <laughs> Us white people, are, we're, we white people are way better at mass murder than, uh, you know, the brothers. Uh, let's see, uh, 407. Oh, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, disrespect and stuff, I, remember the other day I mentioned something I didn't know about this because I don't, I don't watch ESPN anymore, really. I, do, I watch Sunday morning. I put it on Sunday night. I put my TV on ESPN. So when I get up at 530 Sunday morning, I'm watching uh, NFL uh, thing and SportsCenter and highlights, stuff like that. But other than that, I really don't watch uh, ESPN very much anymore. And I used to a lot. I used to like it now I, I stopped when it got political. Anyway, uh, the other day on my phone popped up what I didn't know was that LeBron James, the Los Angeles Lakers superstar, was at his uh, son Bronny's first collegiate game after his heart attack over the summer. So it was a big deal that LeBron James was going to go see his son play basketball at the Galen Center. And I saw the video or the picture of him. He walked in during the national anthem. Okay, the crowd, full crowd, standing on their feet, hands over their hearts, heads, hats off or whatever, and the national anthem is playing. LeBron James and a couple of his uh, posse walk in and casually go to the seats and sit down while the Star Spangled Banner is being played. And uh, he also didn't take off his hat. And I thought to myself, you... Well. you Okay, now... He's a king. Yeah, he, he, he's better than the rest of us are. How, how dare you? I mean, He's beyond little things like America. He's a yeah. global citizen now. Yeah. Well, finally, he's, uh, he's being outed on social media. The reason I brought it up, this was, what's this, when, I think it was Monday I saw it, or Sunday night or whatever, Saturday, whatever it was over the weekend, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And I thought, oh, my God, well, he's facing criticism now uh, because people are finally seeing the video and saying, what the hell are you doing? 
uh, zero respect for the United States. Of course, he's a big fan of uh, uh, Colin uh, uh, Sklankernick uh, when he knelt for the national anthem. And, and LeBron did that, too. LeBron and other NBA players did kneel for the national anthem in 2020 and had their shirts Black Lives Matter. So he's, he's been part of the program of that for a long time. Uh, but again, he just he waltzes in with his posse and takes a seat while, during the playing of the national anthem. He, I mean, how could you not know that? And by the way, now, guess what? This figures his, his buddies are saying, now, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Uh, uh, you have to understand, he is so big. Uh, you have to you have to understand he is so big you're mischaracterizing it because uh, he, he can't just come waltz and he tries to do it uh, dur- before the game starts because he's so big they're going to brush him and everything and it'll be you know just it won't be the uh, right thing yeah uh huh. <laughs> completely mischaracterizes. He's, he's done it for years in his time at Sierra Canyon. It's best to walk in so he doesn't cause a massive stir. So stop your criticizing. Uh, kiss my foot. Uh, you're not going to stop me from criticizing. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just wrong. I'm, you know, I mean, how do you not know that? All right. Four, four, ten. Oh, uh, let's do, you got John Daly back there. This is pretty cool. Uh, a flounder. Uh, Tucker Carlson's got now. I don't, is this was this? He has a new streaming service. I don't know whether this interview with John Daly, the golfer, was on his streaming service or his. Uh, is it a podcast? What, what do you call what he does now? Is is uh, his offering on X or whatever it is? I don't know whether he just does a, he does a video He's podcast on, X, on Twitter. It's a show on usually, X. yeah, once a, once a week, sometimes yeah. once every other week, and it's usually between you stream it. Anywhere yeah. from 20 and, to 40 minutes. And he's got this new streaming service, which he just announced the other day. Anyway, uh, John Daly, by the way, if you see the video, John Daly looks like Santa Claus. I mean, if he is, <laughs> I mean, he really does. But anyway, here's John Daly talking politics and talking Donald Trump. You think Trump's going to win? He needs to win. I pray to God he wins. Why? Just for the satisfaction of bringing our country back together, get some common sense going in here again and... You know, look what he did the four years. How great was our country in the four years he was in office? And now look at it. No secure borders. Inflation's out of the roof. I mean, what the hell happened? Where did it go? I mean, I was loving the four years that Daddy Trump was in. And it's all gone to hell. In two years, three years, it's just... Yeah. What happened? Good question. What's the answer? The you know what the, is the answer Biden is? Administration. Yeah, the Democrats. Why do you keep voting Biden. for this? I mean, really, if you could just just make a chart and say what was going on under Donald Trump, and what, including things like respect, respect around the world, which is hard to document, but still, but even just basic facts: price of gasoline, price of bread, cost of housing, uh, opportunity for. I mean, just list it all. Uh, border security. How many people were coming across the border? Uh, the, the rate of inflation. I mean, I'll just list it all. Energy, self-sufficient. I, I mean, my God, we were self-sufficient. And the first thing those numbskulls did was c- cancel the pipeline. <laughs> you know, my, my God. I, and so, I mean, if you just make a list, forget who it was. If you, you know, 50 years from now, if you left out any names and just said, here's what it was like from 2016 to 2020. Here's what it was like afterwards. Which one would you rather be? Everybody's going to go the guy on the left to 2016, the first column. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is outrageous. I wonder if Nostradamus predicted that. By the way, we have the latest Nostradamus predictions for 2024. What will happen? And he's been, uh, they say he predicted the JFK assassination and the 9 11 attacks and COVID. Well, coming up in a second, we're going to have the predictions from Nostradamus for 2024, including the climate. And the Pope, 
and our number one enemy, China. Kimber Pete and Flounder, 413 and 106.3. How's it going? Happy freaking hump day. Wednesday. China. China. <laughs> Jingle bells over there in this microphone. Is that what you're doing? You got jingle bells. Pete's got jingle bells. I don't know if you can hear them. There you go. Anyway, it's kind of Christmassy. And this is sort of a sweet story here. Flounder's our musical director and has this little ditty for us here. On this day in 2002, the um, uh, music channel Music Choice in Britain wanted to come up with a perfect Christmas hit. So they analyzed all the Christmas number one singles for 30 years. They took all the number one singles for 30 years, Christmas hit singles, and looked at them, identified criteria, criteria for why they were successful. They concluded that the reasons the number one hits were successful were, for one, the use of sleigh bells, children singing, church bells, harmony, and references to love. And they therefore concluded that Sir Cliff Richards, the 1988 hit, Mistletoe and Wine, was therefore the perfect Christmas hit. And here it is. Boy, the they blow, blow that. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> well, this isn't horrible. It's, it's kind of, a, it's kind of it's, like, you know, horrible. we are the world kind of a thing. I heard one last night that from Ariana Grande, which is, I, I forget the name of it, but it was very good, very catchy. A Christmas and song? And I thought they'd quit making good Christmas music, but Ariana Grande and Kelly Clarkson, they've, in the last few years, have put out two of them that are really good. You know, I only I only like choirs or choruses, a Mormon Tabernacle Choir, for Christmas music. I, I, can't, I, I, I would no more, more, no more listen to one guy singing a Christmas song than a man in the moon. I don't know why. Well... I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm not a big fan of Michael Bublé. I think he's not the crooner and kind of a cheesy and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But outside of Judy Garland, he does the best. Uh, what's that from Meet Me in St. Louis? Um, gosh, what's the big song Judy Garland did for Christmas? Oh, I don't like You got me. <laughs> the words are not well, coming out of my mouth. He sings a good version of it. Yeah, well, somebody will tell us. 404-741-1230. Help us out here. 741-1230. Our birthday list includes... Is well, it Have Yourself a Merry Christmas? Have Yourself a Merry Christmas? Yes. There you go. Have, have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That's a great, beautiful song. Is that like Rogers yeah. Hammerstein probably or something like that? Sounds like it. Or uh, Richard, what's that guy? What's the other guy? His famous guy. Anyway, uh, 420, what am I talking about music for? Richard Rogers. <laughs> Richard Rogers, Hammerstein. Uh, Wendy Malick, or Malick. Wendy Malick is 73 today. She was Victoria Chase on Hot in Cleveland, Nina on Just Shoot Me, and Hobie's mom, Gail, on Baywatch. She was, I remember her when she was on a Seinfeld episode where she had high hair. She had really, really high hair, ridiculous hair, and, and Elaine wanted to try to get her to change her hairdo and so she says, alright, Jerry, when she comes in I'm going to kind of slowly say, you know if you, if you change your hairdo, this guy really does that and so she comes in and Kramer walks in and says boy, I love your hair, never change it or saying, well, it's just, you know, the whole thing's there but anyway, she was there. She's a, a very funny lady and a comedian and she, uh, Wendy Malick is 73. Our history list 
includes, on this day in 1975, remember Foghat's Slow Ride. Uh, slow Ride, this top song, entered the top 40 on this How'd day. How'd that go again? A slow Ride. <laughs> in 1975, and millions of impressionable young rockers learned to jam to it courtesy of Guitar Hero 3. Yeah. A slow ride. <laughs> the best, the best baseball cap they used to have. They walk around and there's one word on it. It said fog. Yeah, fog. You sit there and think about it. Yeah, hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a fog, hat. fog hat. Absolutely. <laughs> Who didn't know that? Uh, Four twenty-two. It's only me. It's only the camera with Pete Davidson flounder on your happy Wednesday. We'll play some more sound bites here in a moment on uh, from Hunter Biden who showed up today and just I just despicable. They just white trash. Playing the uh, the victim card as though he blames everything on his addiction. Yeah, what he did has nothing to do with his addiction. You know, if you're if you, you know if he was complaining that he was so high all the time, you know that he was driving his car off the road. That's one thing. But when you're setting up twenty uh, fake companies to funnel money from communist China and Romania and Russia to your family, that's got you know, what the hell's that got to do with drug abuse? I mean, please, high or not, that, that's got nothing to do with, you know, being a criminal. And, and, and by the way, transporting uh, underage girls across countries to, for sex? Uh, gee, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Anyway, 423. Uh, it's a camera peen flounder. And Nostradamus' predictions for next year, which, by the way, is, what, two weeks away? I can't even believe this. I, I, I'm still, I'm still, I still, when I write out checks, I still remember to try to remember, oh, yeah, it's 2023, not 2022. <laughs> but if someone had told you January 1st of this year that by the end of this year you would be back on the radio, you'd have thought they were crazy. Well, I knew that my life was over. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good year. Yeah, it's been, been, it's been, well, next year's going to be a lot better. I'm yes. I'm begging. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> please, God. Oh, please, 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 please. Just right now. Nostradamus, the uh, 16th century French astrologer known as the prophet of doom, has foreboding predictions for the year 2024. His text is called Les Prophetes, the Prophecies, in 1555 is when he did it. And this year, he predicted, would continue global strife, war on the seas, royal turmoil, and humanitarian disaster. The future is laid out in his 942 poetic verses called Quatrains, and his writings are somewhat vague, but he's been credited with foreseeing the rise of Adolf Hitler, the assassination of John F. Kennedy, the September 11th attacks, and COVID. Now, there are some who falsely believed his text had predicted the apocalypse in 1999. His visions continued and have a say for 2024. Here's what he says for next year. Prince Harry becomes king. He doesn't use those exact words, but one of the passages in the long text from Nostradamus says that a king of the Isles will be driven out by force... And they think he's referring to King Charles III. Another passage supposedly about Charles says, Soon afterwards, a disastrous war, a new king shall be anointed, who for a long time will appease the earth. A British it author... It won't be Harry. 
Well, the British author and commentator Mario Redding, who previously said Nostradamus may have predicted Queen Elizabeth's death, analyzed that King Charles III, King of this, you know, going to have Prince Charles, uh, would be abdicating due to persistent attacks on both himself and his second wife, and Harry would replace him instead of William because he is the spare king, the spare heir, has no mark of a king. Which is what Nostradamus said. So it would not be the firstborn; it would be the second in line who does not have the mark of the king. If Charles oh, III has to, I'm just saying that ain't gonna happen. Well, uh, here's another. I think one. he's been taken out. I think he's been taken out of the line, hasn't he? I I don't know because they. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether you can take him out of the line. Because he he res, he basically renounced he gave his up royalty, his yeah he gave he? up his royal duties but whether he gave up his title or not I don't uh, I, I I don't know his duties yeah I'm mean, said he duty. gave up his royal uh, <laughs> I'll give you up our royal duties <laughs> uh, the number two Nostradamus prediction for next year in a uh, in a world China wages war Nostradamus predicted combat China. In, in naval battle said a red adversary will become pale with fear, putting the great ocean in dread. The red adversary, of course, China with a red flag. The naval battle referring to China's tensions with the island of Taiwan. Beijing, the capital of China, has the largest navy in the world. But not the best. Number three, climate disaster. The climate crisis has become more apparent in recent years, it says here. As an increase in drought, wildfires, and record high temperatures, Nostradamus predicts it'll get worse. The dry earth, quote, will grow more parched. There will be great floods when it is seen. He also predicted extreme weather events and world hunger, very great famine through pestiferous wave. Pestiferous uh, wave, wait I guess. Is, yeah. He, he just said we're going to get dry, and then he just said we're going to have great flooding? Famine. No, it'd be great, great floods when it is seen. And then extreme weather events and world hunger and famine. And one more, uh, the, uh, the, uh, maybe, uh, actually, uh, the new pope. Pope Francis could soon see a replacement, according to the astrologer's predictions in Nostradamus. Quote, through the death of a very old pontiff, a Roman... Are you clapping for the death of the pope? I said a replacement. You said he'd be replaced. Oh, okay. And I'd right, say, hold on okay, fine. All right, all right, hold on. Just, 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 we're Don't put claps we're, in my hands. We're, we're both ordained ministers, so we got to have we got a special thing going here. <clears throat> Quote, through the death of a very old pontiff, a Roman of good age will be elected. Of him it will be said that he weakens his see, but long will he sit and in biting activity. Well, Pope Francis is almost 87. He's got some health issues. The Pope had to skip the climate conference because of lung inflammation and breathing problems with the flu. And some are saying Nostradamus's doomsday predictions seem a little bleak. Uh, his most fearsome 2023 predictions have not yet come true. With a few weeks before the new year, uh, he predicted the coming of the Antichrist as well as full <laughs> as well as full-blown World War III. Well, we it's they're trying. If they're get two weeks. Yeah, well, they're trying. <laughs> Don't wait. You know, come on. <laughs> you can do it, buddy. You can do it. Oh, lordy. Uh, 428. Uh, just for the fun of it, Flounder, if you wouldn't mind, sir, let's get cut number two of Hunter. Are you is he in there? Oh, you're in there. Uh, cut number two of uh, Hunter crime family when he complains that the, the uh, MAGA people are doing all the damage here. Cut number two. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed-door session, session right now, have impugned my character, 
invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. Yeah, his entire public life to crime. He's never had a job. He was he was known as the king of bribery and the king of extortion, uh, the king of the credit card companies from Delaware since he got into office. I mean, they're the ones who put him into office for crying out loud. And by the way, uh, yeah, yeah, shame on you, Hunter Biden, you lousy, dirty scumbag. Uh, you're going to go to hell when you die. Uh, he's trying to pull the victim thing. Uh, his... Uh, <laughs> Trust me, when you have, when you know of addiction, have people you love, families and members who have had addiction, this is insulting. He's trying to blame his addiction for all the crime that the family's been committing. Uh, uh, please. Uh, shame on you. And by the way, the entire Department of Justice and the FBI and the Attorney General are guilty of obstruction of justice, hiding all the records, and he's done it himself by refusing to show up for his deposition as he was ordered by the courts. So they're going to hold him in contempt. 4.30, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. I got to tell you, what I have on my list is Bruce Hornsby in the range. I don't think yeah, this is him. Bruce Hornsby in the range. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you should have uh, he turned. the first page <laughs> of the last one. The Chuck uh, Schuldner, the lead singer of Death. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Up with people. Up with people, yeah. <laughs> and now Bing Crosby with White Christmas. Uh, this is, oh, my God, 2001, Chuck Schuldner. Schuldner? I got to get my, my eyes are going. God bless America. Uh, Chuck Schuldner, American singer, songwriter, and guitar player. Chuck Schuldner died of brain cancer 2001. He founded the pioneering band Death in 1983. Schuldner, Schuldiner, I guess it is, is often referred to as the godfather of death metal. Death's best-selling album is the 91 release, Human. So I'm sorry, uh, sir, that blew your whole thing. Uh, have you thing. noticed that with every day you get closer and closer to Mr. Magoo? I know. I'm not good in any way. I just, uh, in fact, the other day, although the one good thing for me, uh, Flounder, just, I think it was yesterday, uh, looked in there and said, oh, my God, it looks like you have a beard. So it's actually at least half of it's sort of coming in. It never be as good as yours, but it's coming in, and I'm it going does. to keep it for a while. And it's in, uh, and I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm so ridiculous. I even have make half. it a Fu Manchu. Take take away the side because that it. ain't working. Just keep a Fu Manchu. Well, I, I got to see I, I, this one part. I want to see if it fills in. If it doesn't fill in, then I'm going to do something. It'll probably just it get ain't rid of it. it ain't maybe I'll, maybe it's, I'll, been, it's been a year, Kimmer. It's, it's been a month. It's been two weeks. It was it was uh, like the, the middle of November. It's been three weeks or something, or four months. It's okay, never mind. Our birthdays include incredible Dick Van Dyke, one of the great entertainers of our time. 98 mm. years old today. Boy, I mean, the movies, the Dick Van Dyke show, just uh, astounding hey, talent. 
Yeah. He even was in the uh, the uh, sequel to Mary Poppins that was out a few years ago with Emily Blunt, which I thought was very well done. And Dick Van Dyke shows up in that too. Does yeah. a very good and job. And he was in, in like nine, eighty-five years old or something, if I recall. I mean, when he's been acting. Oh, he was in his nine. He was in his nineties. Must have been nineties. Yeah, just a few years ago. He's ninety-eight now. I was, he was, yeah, By was, the way, is. Yeah. Is Ted Nugent not on your list today? Yes, but I haven't gotten to him yet. I, I, why? Do you want something special? Well, well we're waiting awful long in the show to do well, Ted Well, wait a minute. Nugent. Now we're now we, other and, losers. And he's doing birthday requirement. I mean, I've saved a couple of good ones from our folks after 5. In fact, I've got, I was going to do Ted Nugent after 5 o'clock, and I've got another one, including uh, a couple of sports guys, if you didn't mind, Mr. Smarmy Pants. But I guess uh, you got to ruin that for us now. <laughs> anyway, I, well, Jeez! Now I gotta, now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check with Flounder to see if he wants to check with Pete on which freaking birthdays to do at which hour of our show. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable! It's unbelievable. Uh, and well, just for that, I'm going to do a double history thing. It's fourth eight, four thirty, four thirty nine. See, <laughs> I'm doing a double history. Pete hates when I do birthdays in history, and I know it's wrong. I know I'm the only broadcaster in the history of the world now in America who does comes on a show no, and starts off his love with a birthday in history thing. And I, I, I disagree. I love doing. I, I disagree. I, 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 I love the birthday list. I love the history list. The problem is you you do some history that nobody. Cares. Well, but is there somebody? It's it's there. Therefore, it's part. It's real. So, for example, two things today which are quite real, in fact. Uh, and then uh, maybe we'll try to cheer the place up here. On this day, 1979, the National Christmas Tree went dark to honor the American hostages in Iran. Only the top star of the tree was lit. President Carter said the rest of that tree would not be lit until the hostages returned home. That was in 1979. It stayed dark until Ronald Reagan's inauguration, January 1981. And that moment when Reagan took over was when they released the hostages. There's a snub to Jimmy Carter, deliberately. That was 1979, the Christmas tree. Now, same day in uh, uh, 2003, 20 years ago, U.S. soldiers captured Saddam Hussein in a raid of a farm about 10 miles outside of his home of Tikrit. He was cowering in a hole in the ground. And there you are. Okay, 440, Timber, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, oh, and a passing of... Oh, God, wow, holy moly. Uh, you could just hold up a sign. Flounder, what, what do we got? A little Flounder's funny here? All right, so as you know, I'm a big fan of Shane Gillis, and he's always yes. done these Trump things. So I found an ex, or a, a full bit where he does the whole uh, Trump and how he misses Trump and how he talks about when he killed the ISIS leader. I can never pronounce his name. Baghdadi. Yeah. yeah. That's, bar, the, down, that's down, the only part I can pronounce is yeah. the last one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this is Shane Gillis talking Excellent. about that and Trump. Cool, cool. I miss it. I miss the Trump speeches. Trump gave what I think was probably one of the greatest speeches of world leaders given. You know, it's got to be up there with, like, Churchill, <laughs> Gettysburg Address. For real, though, it was my favorite speech I've ever seen a president give. It was the night, it was the, night the United States killed the leader of ISIS. Trump comes out of the Situation Room at, like, midnight in the White House, and he walks down that tunnel like he's and gives a press conference like he's giving a post-game NBA <laughs> just killed a guy press conference he walks up in front of the entire world at midnight and just goes Abu Bakar <laughs> al-Baghdadi is dead he died like a dog <laughs> <laughs> that's all him dude <laughs> I changed one word of that that's what he opened with and then he did 40 minutes. The speech is 40 minutes for no reason. It wasn't a prepared speech. He freestyled 40 straight. Not even a speech, just mean 
talk for 40 the meanest talk you've ever heard in front of the whole world Abu we could hear him crying I said Abu don't cry let me tell you something Abu cried he cried quite a bit I wouldn't have cried <laughs> cry baby back daddy that's what we were all calling <laughs> look I love everything about that speech I love thinking about Trump in the situation room watching a live military operation. He's the only dude in the room that wasn't military. He must have been the only dude watching it that was like, oh! <laughs> you could tell he's never seen it before by the speech. The speech sounded like a guy just trying to tell you some he saw. A lot of guys would knock on the front door, not these guys, not our guys. Not our guys, our guys went through the wall, they blew up his wall. And they used dogs. Beautiful dogs. <laughs> the greatest Beautiful dogs. dogs is the funniest detail. <laughs> it's true. They actually did use It was the Army Rangers and they used dogs because they were afraid Al Baghdadi was going to be wearing a suicide vest. So they killed him with dogs and a robot and then made fun of him for crying. <laughs> Let that guy cry. That's the scariest death I've ever heard of. That dude was laying in his bed in the middle of the night. His wall exploded. Ten dogs and a robot broke into his Dude, ten dogs wearing helmets and goggles broke into his house. The Paw Patrol, the actual Paw Patrol. <laughs> the actual Paw Patrol was singing. Oh, mercy. Very Shane, Shane Gillis. Is that his name? I get always Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis, yeah. Very, very funny guy. Uh, 444 with a camera. I got to stop saying ah. I, how, how, how do I stop that? I never did that in my younger years. Electric shock. We're gonna put a dog collar on you. It may. I. There must be. Must be some explanation for it. I will try to do better. I hate when I. That's why I never listen to myself ever. I'm not it. even noticing you're doing it, so I, I don't know. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Well, I will try to do better. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Oh, so I just said. Oh, I just did it again. Andre Braher, Brager, <laughs> the actor. Andre Braher. How do you pronounce yeah, it? The Brower. guy was on uh, Life on uh, Homicide, Life on the Street in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Famous black actor guy. Uh, Wasn't just, he a Deep Space Nine, Star Trek? Too? I think he was. Yeah, I think he was in a whole bunch. He was in Telly Savalas. Well, no, that movie, was probably Avery Kochak. Brooks. Yeah. Oh, that might. Yeah, that might have been the other guy. Uh, Andre Brower, uh, Brower, I think it's pronounced, uh, passed away at sixty-one. He it was the Emmy Award-winning actor. He was known best probably for Homicide: Life on the Street. He appeared from ninety-three to ninety-eight as the role of Detective Frank Pembleton on a hundred episodes. And he was Raymond Holt on 153 episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, 2013, 2013 to 2021. Four, four primetime Emmy nominations for his work. Won two Emmys. He was a graduate of Stanford University and went to the Juilliard School of Drama. His, uh, let's see, 1980s, 89 movie Glory, which starred Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington, and Matthew Broderick. He played a Union soldier. And he play uh, starred with the uh, late Telly Savalas in the TV film Kojak, stuff like that. Anyway, Andre Brower dead at sixty one. He had a brief illness. I don't know what it is. I don't think they said. Hmm. Um, boom, boom, certain age, about more probably than thirty years. He probably knew Rhino. He probably knew Rhino. And by the way, Juilliard. went to Juilliard again. If you missed it, should we do it again late in the show? Maybe the last four yeah. minutes. Let's do. By golly, let's do it again. Flounder, is that okay? Is that, let, if you missed, oh my goodness. Uh, the fly, uh, 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 the rhino. Morning team guy. We have his audition tape to get the Juilliard School of Music. 
Oh, holy night. Oh, holy mackerel. You're going to love it coming up again later on the show. 446 with the Carapane Flounder doing the cha-cha, baby. <laughs> and now... Bruce Hornsby in the range. <laughs> yeah, power out 450 with the Kimmer Pete and Louder. And da da da. I always thought this was a ridiculous. It sounded like background music or like an elevator music to me, this song. <laughs> I, I, it's really, I, I just, I thought this is a stupid song. It's just, uh, da da. It's not, I mean, it's a pleasant, pleasant melody, but it just seemed like it was, I don't know. I'm sure it probably made him a lot of money. Oh, I guarantee you. It was 1986. Bruce Hornsby and the Range went to number one with this song, The Way It Is. It was number 15 in Britain. Written by Bruce Hornsby and his brother John, it made explicit reference to the American Civil Rights Movement. The song was heavily sampled by Tupac Shakur in his song "Changes" from 1998. I don't, I don't, maybe that's the problem. I don't, I don't remember any of the words in this in that in that song. Well, what was what was the civil rights part of, the, of Bruce Hars being arranged? Do you, uh, do you know? It said it made, and even Tupac used it in his stuff. Oh, hey little boy, you can't go where the others go. You don't look like they do. There, there it is. Thunder felt in the exact segment. Anyway, there's Bruce Hornsby. Yeah. And um, uh, and now, uh, by request, our birthdays include Ted Nugent. <coughs> I'm sorry I waited so long. I, and next time, uh, I'll have to get a list of your favorite guys for birthdays and make sure I mention them at the That's beginning right. of the show. <coughs> Ted Nugent, 75, man. Right. Wango Tango, Free For All. String, stranglehold, wang, dang, sweet, poon, tang. Me, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Cat Scratch Fever. We had a chance to play... We had a chance to play Cat Scratch Fever and Wango Tango, yeah. and you played Bruce Hornsby? I didn't pick anything. Yeah. I, mean, I have nothing to say about it. That's my fault, because I just looked at the music list versus the birthday list. Ah, there you are. Some people say you got to die someday. Well, there you are. Anyway, there's a, there's a couple others. I, I should start. Re, uh, sometimes I, I try to go to Flounder and tell him, like, for example, Taylor Swift's birthday today. She's 34, you know. So, but, but again, uh, this is you know what he wants to do, and I, I'm all. No, in I'll favor. start looking at the birthday list well, when there's musicians. Sometimes on there. it's fun. Because again, I, Ted I, Nugent, I would have I would have put on here because he's. Yeah. A, well, we're playing it now, so everything's fine. Uh, see, everything's going to be. He's Ted Nugent, 75 years old. I'm everybody's happy. getting everybody's getting old. My God. <laughs> It's not even as old as I am. Oh, my God. All right, hold on. I got a history thing for you, which I think you might enjoy. Uh, and I got this on myself from my old special book. Uh, we, we, we love to make fun of critics who are really on top of what's happening in the real world. And the New York Times is famous for being idiots about things in culture that are way above their heads or below them for one reason or another. For example, the New York Times critics referred to... Uh, Sergeant, uh, to Abbey Road, the New York Times critic once referred to Abbey Road as, quote, an unmitigated disaster. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, quote, there is nothing beautiful on Sergeant Pepper, nothing is real, and there is nothing to get hung about, unquote. Uh, well, one of the greatest <laughs> critical blunders for the New York Times was on this day, the 13th of December, 1974. Vincent Canby, scathing review of The Godfather Part Two. 
universally accepted as one of the greatest movies ever made. Well, he says, quote, yeah. The only remarkable thing about Francis Ford Coppola's The Godfather Part Two is the insistent manner in which it recalls how much better his original film was, can be began. It's a Frankenstein's monster stitched together from leftover parts. It talks, it moves, it fits and starts, but it has no mind of its own. Everything of any interest was thoroughly covered in the original film, but like many people who have nothing to uh. say, Part Two won't shut up. Even if Part Two were a lot more more cohesive, revealing, and exciting than it is, it probably would have run the risk of appearing to be the self-parody that it now seems, uh, looking very expensive uh, but sp uh, spiritually desperate. Part two uh, has the uh, air of a very long, very elaborate review sketch. Nothing is sacred. New York Times. <laughs> anyway. All right. Two, two things. Yes. First of all. Uh, you mentioned that guy who was attacking Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, can be. With the lyrics from oh, no, a there song. Was another guy, different. Yeah, the lyrics, yeah. No, another guy. Yeah. The lyrics of the song was uh, Strawberry Fields Forever, which was not on uh, Sergeant Pepper, by the way. Yeah. So he had the wrong song that he's, he's trashing it with. It was supposed yeah. to be, but it was left off. Okay. The second thing is, I did my, what do you call it in college when you're doing a big Thesis? paper on something? Thesis. 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 Uh, in, my film, in, in my film studies, a film minor, my thesis was on It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, the movie. Jimmy Stewart. So I looked it up. Donna Reed, the, I think the, too? the Vincent Canby in 1946, yeah, was the name. Bosley Crowther was the guy's name. He was the lead film critic. Absolutely despised <laughs> It's a Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful life. life. Just <laughs> trashed it. In fact, almost Small every. Scene. In fact, it was a box office bomb. <laughs> It was a bomb. Nobody went to see it, and uh, the the uh, critics all hated it. And look where it is now. It's yeah. a it's a classic. Yeah. Well, I just thought that was kind of funny. That Godfather Two was a Frankenstein. It had no mind of its own. <laughs> oh my God! He's the only man in America who thought that. <laughs> it was brilliant. I, I remember. I remember seeing you know the first part of Godfather One, and and then uh, the, the way they. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. It was really eh, well, whatever. <laughs> it was kind of bizarre. Mm -hmm. uh, Four fifty six already. Holy smoke! And here we go. I'm going to do a little Hamas stuff. And by the way, Flounder, we're going to play one more soundbite this half hour, and then we'll play all of them between five and six of Hunter Biden, what he said today. Uh, in a few in a few minutes, let's do Hunter's cut number four, okay? But not not right at the moment, but shortly, just to let you know we're going to do it. Hunter showed up at the deposition, but didn't go in, refused to cooperate, made a comment. Didn't It wasn't a press conference. He made some comments and then disappeared, and he blamed Republicans, said it was a witch hunt and a personal vendetta, and all that. And we, you, we'll, you may have heard, and we'll talk some more about it. To the war in Gaza. Israel is flushing out Hamas, pumping seawater as planned into tunnels across Gaza, moving thousands of cubic meters of water per hour, flooding 300 miles of tunnels. It may take weeks to get it all done, but there are fears that Hamas is harboring Israeli hostages in that labyrinth of passages underneath the ground. The tactic could prove fatal, and Hamas has already said they're going to start killing hostages if, you know, if this and if that. Apparently, there are at least 135 hostages still in Gaza. They are seeing a lot of underground infrastructure in Gaza. We knew there would be a lot of pumping to do. The goal is to destroy this infrastructure, according to the Israeli generals. Destroy the infrastructure. Their uh, defense forces are battling terrorists above ground. The Air Force is bombing more targets in the Gaza Strip. Uh, oh, and by the way, President White Trash 
Biden says, you know, Israel uh, had most of the world supporting you after the October 7th attack. But, you know, uh, you're, you're, you know, you really you're losing face. You know, people are not supporting you so much anymore around the world uh, because of that indiscriminate bombing that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, Biden says, yeah, you Jews who are bombing those uh, innocent civilians in, in uh, Gaza Strip area, there, kind of costing yourself some, uh, you know, support around the world. Oh, I love I, I love beginning lectured by that guy. Uh, and uh, this might be, uh, I don't know much about how we feel about Turkey these days. Pete will, uh, Pete's more of an international uh, geopolitical guy, and I'll ask your opinion here in a second, Pete. But a Turkish lawmaker was in Parliament declaring, uh, his, his name is Sedet, well, let's see, his name is Hassan Bilzmet, 53 years old, part of the Sedatal Party, a deputy director of some party in Turkey, delivering a speech before their Turkish Parliament. And they're talking about the budget of Ministry of Foreign Affairs and so forth. And he said, even if history remains silent, the truth will not remain silent. They think that if they get rid of us, there will be no problem. However, if you get rid of us, you will not be able to escape the torment of conscience. Even if you escape the torment of history, you will not be able to escape the wrath of God. Talking about Israel, and then he drops to the ground with a heart attack. <laughs> they took well. Uh, for, for, he he didn't say God. He said Allah. It's two different things. Well, a quote, the quote here says the wrath of God. I think the original one probably was the wrath of Allah, but it said uh, my the script yeah. I have says God, which figures the way they're going to translate. Anyway, he has a heart attack. He's still alive, uh, but he's uh, also diabetic and has two stents in his heart now. Uh, so holy cow, five o'clock. Sorry, here I go. Herbert Hope Pete's coming up later with sports too and tweets and more. We got so much more. So much. More. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right a flank. Ready on your dog, target. Look out. 
It's only me. It's only the Kevin Hauser going 503 with Pete Davis and Flounder at the controls. 1063. Here's a phone number 404 741 1230. How's it going? It's hump day, Wednesday. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And we got a whole bunch of things. We'll tell you. He talks a bunch of more about this whole Hunter Biden business. And again, I think is absolutely shameful. If you think you should be feeling sorry as some kind of victim that Hunter Biden, believe me, this, the fix is in. This is disgraceful, disgusting. He's a, he's a deliberate shame for anyone who's had been a, a, a victim of addiction and gotten out of it. And if you think Hunter Biden is any kind of an example, uh, any kind of positive way. He's going to go to hell when he dies, along with Nancy Pelosi and all those other liars. Suspected child molester Chuck Schumer been lying about everything of this whole time. That, that's what those Democrats do. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, Adam Schiff, for, for F with an F, Schiff for brains. I mean, all these people. And the fix has been in for years and years and years. Hey, we'll talk more about that, too. Also... Uh, Peach tweets, holy crap, it's sports coming up. And uh, geez, I have funny stuff and goofy stuff and our phone number, 404-741-1230. Okay, Hunter Biden. He shows up today, refuses to go in and talk to the committee. Instead, he delivers a, a public statement. And Flounder, let's do cut number four first, if you would, sir. Uh, he, he he immediately, he, he, I don't know how many times, one of Pete's favorite phrases is that these Democrats do what they're accusing others of doing. They turn it right around. And, and what he's doing now is claiming that he's victim of a witch hunt, that he's being uh, politically, you know, this is what they did to Donald Trump for, you know, for five years. And now he's claiming he's a victim of a witch hunt. Uh, tr- cut number four, if you would, Flounder. James Comer, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, and their colleagues have distorted the facts by cherry-picking lines from a bank statement, manipulating texts I sent, editing the testimony of my friends and former business partners, and misstating personal information that was stolen from me. There is no fairness or decency in what these Republicans are doing. He said, uh, the Republicans have engaged in unprecedented political interference, and I'm here, Mr. Chairman, taking you up on your offer. I've chosen, I'm here to testify at a public hearing today to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions, he said. And by the way, he's a dirty, stinking liar. Notice that he was not under oath when he made these comments. Uh, What's he talking about where they, you know, uh, they cherry-picked financial documents? Hell, there's thousands of them. Are you kidding me? You had 20 companies. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, this is why he was not under oath, because he couldn't say this kind of stuff under oath, because they can prove that he's a dirty, stinking liar. Anyway, I mean, and by the way, why he wasn't given a citation or arrested on the spot is beyond me. You and I would have been put in the back of a police car until they investigated, I'm sure. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just so offensive uh, to take the offense like that. And Flounder, let's do one more thing. Let's do cut number one uh, of him uh, bragging about uh, that he's here as some big kind of tough guy. I am here to testify at a public hearing today to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. Republicans do not want an open process where Americans can see their tactics, expose their baseless inquiry, or hear what I have to say. What are they afraid of? (laughs) I'm here. I'm ready. 
He made a point of saying that his father was not financially involved in my business. In fact, let's do the Jim Jordan cut here, Flounder, if you would, because Jim Jordan made a point of saying, you know, in fact, he even told the media, he said, here's your top story. Your top story is that uh, the, the whistleblowers have been consistent the whole time, but the White House and the president and his family and the podium princess, Surly Temple, and the rest of them change their stories all the time. Here's Jim Jordan. I would just point out, uh, I've had a chance now to review what uh, Hunter Biden said in his, his press conference, and I think he made an interesting statement. He said his father was not financially involved in the business. And I think that qualifier, the word financially, is is important because, once again, it shows another change, another change in the story. First it was no involvement, then no, I never never talked to anyone, and then we find out about the dinners, the meetings, the phone calls, everything else. Now it's, oh, he wasn't involved in the business financially. I think that is important. Uh, it's one of the one of the reasons we want to talk to Hunter Biden. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Hunter went on to say, and of course, his lawyers have been saying that uh, they don't have any evidence against his father. There's no evidence anywhere. Well, of course, there's evidence. And the problem is that there's, there's a lot more evidence they haven't gotten yet because of the uh, obstruction of justice by the Department of Justice, the attorney general and the federal Gestapo investigation run by their uh, our, our disgrace of Atlanta attorney uh, in charge of the FGI, the federal Gestapo investigation. And so that's why they had to they're taking the next step today to get the the next step in the progress toward an impeachment and inquiry, which means they will now be allowed to subpoena people and records. The White House has refused to allow its employees to testify. The uh, Department of Justice has refused to turn over records. The Treasury Department's refused to turn over banking records. I mean, they're, they're, they're obstructing justice. They're doing way more than Nixon ever did for Watergate. And, and and now maybe they'll be able to get all those records and just get the bank records and then put on, put the, you know, the granddaughter and the brother and the wives and stuff under oath and say, hey, why'd you where'd you get this money? What'd you do for it? I mean, come on. This is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, they've, it's just it's a, it's just horrible. This is this is way worse. This is worse than Watergate. And this is worth this is worse than the attack on Pearl Harbor. Use the Democrats' trick against him, by the way. Incidentally, uh, Jim Comer uh, said um, we're going through with the uh, complaint against him. The committee has tens of thousands of documents prepared in the room where Hunter Biden's expected to testify, and they're going forward with it. And he said the committee has specific questions for the president's son, and the American people deserve the answers in this investigation. Well, I have a question. Yes. Is it worse than not going to the USS Arizona well, Memorial? Well, you know, I was in Hawaii on R&R from Vietnam with my wife. I'd married to her for two weeks and went over to Vietnam, and I didn't have to go, and I never told her. And I still don't think she ever knew that I didn't have to go. In fact, I re-enlisted so I could go, and so I don't even like to talk about it. <laughs> What do you? How did your brand new wife find out that you know you didn't have to go to Vietnam? In fact, you re-enlisted in the Marines so you could. Uh, sorry, honey. <laughs> Don't say anything. No. Well, I didn't have enough time left when I finally got my. I, I requested orders and they didn't come in, so I went to my tap, uh, my top sergeant, and I said I didn't get any orders. He said, Well, you don't have enough time left. I said, Well, okay, I'll re-enlist. So I re-enlisted. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I think that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Five, well, I wanted to be a Marine. Anyway, five. Th- Everybody five. in the 60s is trying to finagle a way I know. out I know. of going to Vietnam. I know. Yeah.
And the and the worst part was well, I was in college at, at the time in one in the spring and one and one beautiful late March day, uh, you know, Indian spring or what I don't know what they call it, a happy spring, beautiful spring day. I said, screw this, and walked out of class and walked across the common green and walked to the local post office and into the second floor where the Marine Corps recruiting was office was and signed up. Then went home and said, uh, I just joined the Marines. <laughs> My mother. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry. I got off on the thing there. Uh, Five twelve. Can repeat and flounder. Uh, uh, oh, um, oh, oh. Uh, very quickly again. Here's here's what the country's going to in Seattle. And by the way, Seattle. We just mentioned almost every day this week about something horrible is going on in Seattle because of these idiots running the place. In fact, when we, we're going to do holy crap at sports here coming up shortly. When we come back, we're going to give you a couple of questions off of a quiz. In high school, a test from the World Studies High School ethics teacher at an inter- international high school in Seattle, Washington. And we're going to give you a couple of the questions to see whether you could get them right. They're pretty simple, uh, but you'll be surprised at what the answer is supposed to be. And also, the idiot girl mayor of Boston got caught sending out a, an invitation to the holiday Christmas party only for you colored people. Yes, and she mistakenly sent it to the white people, too. <laughs> so, idiot. Well, that's a color. But she, she doesn't, yeah, <laughs> not, no, it's the absence of all of them, I think. Anyway, but she doesn't care. They're defending and saying, fine, we get to have our own separate stuff. Oh, I thought that was, you know, ra- racist. Uh, no, I, God, boy, am I out of touch. 513 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Look out, Pete's coming up next. Stand by. international conflicts running hot and Israel at war. You can trust Extra 1063 to bring you the latest breaking news throughout the day and the conservative voices you trust for all the latest. Hamas is a terrorist organization and anybody who supports the terrorist attack on Israel should be released from this country and sent away. Israel at war with live updates all day. If 9-11 happened to us again today, I wonder what the hell the reaction would be. From Atlanta's only conservative News and talk station, Extra 1063 and the Extra app. 514 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. How's it going? It's only me. Great to have you aboard. And also saluting Atlanta Safe House. You know, here's your Christmas present right here. Especially ladies, if your husband's a gun nut, or gun nut's a gun fan, and maybe has a pistol, and you're thinking to yourself, gee, you know, I'm a little nervous about stuff like that. That's fine. Atlanta Safe House, take care of everything. They have pistol safes, which are just beautiful. Keep it all locked up safe. And by the way, the gun safes, they're always on sale. You'll save hundreds of dollars. I've bought two of them. And I always like to say this, too, to point this out. Uh, Jeff and Mark, these guys, Atlanta Safe House, they only use off-duty police, firefighters, and military to deliver their safes to your home or your Mm -hmm. office or wherever you want it. And uh, the reason they do that is to give them a chance to have a little bit of extra money for a little, you know, a little second income and to show that they appreciate what they've done for their country and their community. Protecting your assets. I was just talking about the military. If I'd saved my medical records from 20 years ago, I wouldn't be having a problem getting stuff out of the VA that I think I'm, that they know I'm getting. Anyway, I can't. If, keep 
your records locked up, your medical records, your financial records, your cash, your jewelry, business safes, high security safes, uh, wall safes, vault doors. I mean, they can do anything you want, protecting your assets, not that little plastic box at the store, the little teeny key. That's not it. And by the way, I'm not making this up. If you go to AtlantaSafeHouse.com, check it out. They can actually build you, talk about safety, they can build you a family storm shelter. Look them up on the web and see that they can offer you right now when the sales are, and all the top brands, by the way, and their delivery service cannot be beat. Tell them the Kimmer sent you. Lock up your stuff. Protect your assets. AtlantaSafeHouse.com. Rhino here for my elves over at True Prep. Don't give a tie or socks or even that thoughtless gift card from a big box store. No, show you put some care and thought into their gift by giving them a gift from one of the most unique stores in Atlanta, True Prep. And as an added bonus for every $50 value spent on a gift card, True Prep will give you a bonus card with a $5 added bonus. Stop by in Marietta on Cobb Parkway or online at TruePrep.com. That's T-R-U-Prep.com. Prepare today for a worry-free tomorrow at True Prep. Hey, Atlanta, it's Ben, host of the Weekend Ben Burnett Show, right here on Extra 106.3, Atlanta's all-conservative talk station. Each Saturday and Sunday at noon, you can catch my show, where we talk about all the issues, local, national, and global. If you miss an episode, you can catch all my content at the podcast park, where I put out new episodes of the Ben Burnett Show on Tuesdays and Thursdays, featuring long-form interviews with the people who create your perspective. Thanks for listening to Extra 106.3, Atlanta's all-conservative talk station. See you around, Atlanta. A warm embrace on a cold winter's night. The smell of cinnamon and apple cider. The flickering dance of candles in a window. And hands, young and old, joined around the table. There's nothing like being there in person for the holidays. And your Mercedes-Benz Connection RBM of Atlanta wants to get you there safely, in comfort, and in style. Come in now during the Holiday Love Celebration for great offers on the Mercedes-Benz vehicles you've always wanted. Get an exceptional offer on a 2023 C300 sedan for only $549 per month. For 36 months with $44.93 due at signing, exclusively from RBM of Atlanta in Sandy Springs. Special lease rate available only to qualified customers exclusively from Mercedes-Benz Financial Service through RBM of Atlanta Sandy Springs through January 2nd, 2024. Excludes tax, tag, title, and Georgia Lemon Law fees. Contact RBM of Atlanta for details on this and other exciting offers. Visit rbmofatlanta.com or call us at 770-390-0700 for details. Love having a true conservative news and talk station in Atlanta? Then spread the word. Tell your family and friends to download the Extra 1063 app and stream the Morning Extra, The Kimmer Show, and Atlanta's biggest lineup of conservative voices. <laughs> I just took my, I'm taking my blood pressure on a new machine. Went to 173. <laughs> anyway, it's 518 with a Kimber Feed Flounder. I got some sports birthdays and a couple of history. But, but the important part, the fun part. Holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. I watched you put it on. You got it on too loose, I think, is the problem. Well, it's, oh, okay, anyway, it's uh, not working. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Uh, congrats to Georgia Tech fans. They showed up. They're selling out their ticket allotment for the Gasparilla Bowl down in Tampa. So Gasparilla good for them. Bowl. It's a good I'll bowl to go to. There you go. Brock Vandegrift has already left Georgia for Kentucky, and it looks like Dylan Rayola may decommit and head to the Cornholers. But it's okay because the Bulldogs still have Carson Beck for next season, right? 
Oh, right? Oh, wait, wait. What? Carson has yet to announce wait yeah, a whether he's coming back for 2024. He could enter the NFL draft. Some experts claim he could be a top 10 pick. I wouldn't go out like that. I'd No, no, no. He has to get one yeah, more he year. he should come back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's just my opinion. And by the way, how, uh, is our ti- co- yeah, I'm sorry, is our tight end uh, Brock guy still coming back next year? He's got one more year, doesn't he? Or is he that out? I don't know. I'm trying to no, remember would, whether he's a senior. He may be a senior. He's out. I think he's, I think he's gone, yeah. He may be out. And the fact he got injured this year, why, why keep risking it? You yeah, know? yeah. It's silly. Yeah. And now, according to multiple reports, pass rusher Marvin Jones Jr. is entering the transfer portal. In two seasons with the Bulldogs, he racked up 16 tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble, and recovered another fumble. So he's leaving. Hmm. Meanwhile, Hurricanes quarterback Tyler Van Dyke of the Miami Van Dykes wants a change of scenery from South Florida, and boy, has he got it. Tyler is taking his talents to the tundra of Wisconsin to play for the Badgers. (laughs) I don't think he's thought this through Mm -hmm. very well. Mm. Yeah. If you haven't seen the video yet of Warriors thug Draymond Green assaulting the Suns' Yusef Nurkic and getting thrown out of his third game already this season, you should check Jeez. it out. Draymond gets away with physical violence that used to get you incarcerated back in the day before violent criminals were just let back onto the street. He turns around and smacks Nurkic in the head. Actually, he does it in the side of the neck, which can Jeez. kill a man. You're if you get him in the temple or the side of the neck, you can kill a man. And he did it hard enough to kill him. He immediately drops to the hard court. Could have had a concussion, a fractured skull. Uh, could have been worse. But I guess the NBA could care less because Draymond can do things with a basketball. Wow. So uh, the Good NBA great. is kind of like Harvard and MIT these days. He's going to have to actually kill someone before his actions are taken seriously. Well, that's only because fair. Because basically the guy's been getting away for years. Yeah, if you killed the guy, then you got you got to take it seriously when he kills the guy. Yeah, I mean, let's all agree on that. <laughs> Or puts them in the hospital, maybe. Well, like yeah. That. yeah. Uh, by the way, just when you think American colleges cannot sink any lower to waste your time and money, the University of Colorado is offering a class about their football coach, Deion Sanders. Oh, good grief. <laughs> the in-person lecture course is called Prime Time Public Performance and Leadership. May I remind you, he won four games this year. Yeah. It's being offered for those majoring in the College of Media, Communication, and Info. Coach Prime will not be teaching the class because he's too busy off making commercials like Peyton Manning, every other commercial is Dion or Peyton. In. Yeah. Washington Wizards and Capitals owner Ted Leonsis is planning to move both his teams out of Washington, D.C. and into the northern Virginia suburb of Alexandria. They could have the new arena up and running by 2028. I heard somebody, one of their local officials was saying that this is going to be the perfect place to live and work and shop and enjoy an entertainment in one mm. location. I heard him say... It's still I, I, Alexandria. Yeah. yeah good. <laughs> <laughs> it's still up north, you know. <laughs> I went to first grade in Falls Church. I can't say anything. Oh, did you? Really? Nice. That was a long time ago. Long time ago. Mm. Your 10th place Hawks. I'll tell you how long ago it was. Yeah. We could walk to school. Oh, we boy. We walked to school. Parents let kids walk to school? Hell, I remember. I remember. I remember riding my bike, carrying my twenty-two rifle to go to show and tell when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Just shoot your eye out, kid. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, your tenth place Hawks are in Toronto tonight. 
For dinner, may I recommend a mm. George restaurant on Queen Street? Uh-huh. Inventive tasting menus, emphasizing local ingredients in a refined space with a secluded courtyard. Mm. I don't know what local ingredients they grow up in Ontario in December. Maybe some iceberg lettuce. Uh, uh, oh. like to recommend. Hey, hi Anyway. I love how the way these restaurants describe themselves in their own words. It's just ridiculous. No one goes eats because of that. Reports out of Boston say the Patriots have indeed decided to move on from longtime head coach Bill Belichick after this horrendous season. The only question is, where is he going to go? Can you say Chargers? That's where I'd go if I was him. Hmm. And what Major League Baseball team has the most states looking at their team pages this past year? What team has most states? I, I'm sorry, I don't understand yeah, the question. When, when people look up a team's website, they live in a certain state. So oh, how many, what team has the most states looking at their website? Well, I would say Atlanta would be one of them. Probably either the Braves or the Yankees or, or LA. LA Dodgers. The Braves are the only ML team with seven states. Seven, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Tennessee, which is probably why they wouldn't want a team in Nashville, but I don't mm. think you're going to be able to keep that from happening. Mm. The next closest, the Red Sox and Diamondbacks with five states apiece. Strangely, the Diamondbacks are the number one team in Montana, which is up there by really? Seattle, which is weird. Huh. Yeah. Uh, guess what's the most popular team website in Alaska? Most popular team website in Alaska. Oh, God, I have no possible idea. <laughs> the Houston Astros. What sense does that make? It doesn't make any sense. No. And in Hawaii, it's the Angels, which kind of makes a little sense. The Angels, but still, uh, I don't know. Uh, congrats to Braves hitting coach Kevin Seitzer, named the MLB Coach of the Year by Baseball America. So really? Good Outstanding. Yep. And newly acquired infielder David Fletcher has been outrighted to Triple-A Gwinnett. And how good, I ask you, how good was Ty Cobb, Kimmer? How good was Ty he? Cobb was so good that people were scared to go near him. He was a tremendous goodness uh, in every part of him. Well, I ask you because, of course, you saw most of his games. Well, I was there in person for the last four. It was a... <clears throat> <laughs> they gave the him Georgia car. Peach was <laughs> he was so, Chalmers gave yeah, him a car for that, winning the MVP. That's right. Uh, in fact, if you go in Royston, which I highly recommend, the Ty Cobb Museum up there, very nice folks. It, they've got uh, several of his awards that he got hmm. uh, from uh, winning the the stuff, the bats hmm. he got, the uh, the watches, the uh, medals, yeah. and all kinds of cool, cool. stuff up there. Cool. It's really great. Uh, the Georgia Peach could have gone. Oh, for 2,529 at-bats and still have been a career 300 hitter. Holy cow. How, m- he how many total at-bats? Must have been 10,000. For years. Wow. Yeah. It's still been, it's still been a yeah. 300, 300 hitter? 300 hitter. Wow. Yeah. 2,529. And finally, Bill Burgess played running back at Auburn from 1961 to 62. He is uh, in the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. He coached Jacksonville State for a dozen years, but he has passed away. Burgess had a record of 79-22-4 while with the Gamecocks. He won the 1992 Division II National Coach of the Year Award at Jack State. Bill Burgess was 82. I'll be darned. Uh, Other birthdays in the news, sir? Rex and Rob Ryan. 
are 61 today. The large, loud twin sons of NFL coaching legend Buddy Ryan. They were both fired by the Buffalo Bills in 2016. And is it Rex is the one now? Is it ESPN or Fox? One of the two. He's on one of those uh, ESPN Sunday, ESPN show. And his he, I, he, I can't stand watching him because his teeth are so white. Yeah. I, I mean, what the hell? Why, why, why would you do that? I mean, he, he must look in the mirror and say, "Oh boy, I love these teeth" or something. I get. It's, it's horrible. It's like they. They. I mean, it's like they're fluorescent. Anyway, it's like Tom Sawyer painting the picket fence. <laughs> Basically. It's, a it's, like, it's like chicklets. <laughs> <laughs> also, how about this? For, oh, and here I go again. Again, I'm, I'm upset about this, and I know you will not be. North Carolina has a star quarterback named Drake May. Is that his name? Uh, and they're going yes, to sir. the Duke Mayo Bowl, but he's not going to play because he wants to go to the NFL. So he's afraid of hurting his little right. self and uh, getting himself right. little self some money. So I think, you know, you're chickening out on your team. Your team doesn't have a chance like they would with you in there because you're a star. And so you're huh. making them have their last huh. game of their careers. It's going to be so, a loss because you want to be selfish. Huh. What? So, so is that team going to pull together some money for him if he blows his knee out and doesn't get drafted? He's still in college. The, the chance you take. Not, He's a no, college not football in a bowl game. The, the, the only people that care about the bowl game are the people in the playoff things. That first of all, second of all, the bowl games. People, the coaches only care for extra practices. And if the guy's not coming back next year as the quarterback, they want to get the new guy in there in the practices and get some game time in the bowl game. They don't care that Drake may believe me. Mac Brown doesn't care that he's leaving. In fact, he's glad because he can get the new guy in there and get him extra reps. Well, then I don't think anybody should play. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Duke's Mayo Bowl, for God's sake. I mean, well, how insulting is that? Are you going to watch it? No, I'm not going to watch it, but how insulting is that? I'm that going, the star player says, well, I, I might it. hurt myself. I don't want to go play in that game. Oh, thanks a lot. God, I mean, just it's just so... You know, it's just oh. Speaking of cheesy, um, I saw something on social media on my phone popped up my stupid phone uh, concerning Peyton Manning's comment about the manager for the kicker who saved the game for Detroit the other night, and the the the, the manager's yeah uh, the, the manager's name the nickname is Sleazy. So it wasn't that uh, Peyton Manning was saying, boy, that's a really sleazy guy. It was saying, hey, I hear his nickname is Sleazy, and everybody said, oh, they were joking around. I thought it was like a big joke uh, now or something, no, or what? Um, what? This is how fake news starts. You couldn't have got that story more wrong if you tried. I swear to God, I said that, that they were joking you about said, it because that you, was his nickname. He, no, no, no. You said he was the kicker who won the game. He was the quarterback, not the kicker. Oh, all right. He's his agent, not his manager. Yeah, well, either way. And he yeah, called him slimy, not slimy. sleazy. But other than that, <laughs> you, had to, you, you nailed it. Well, I was, nailed I was so it. close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Was a guy, a guy with a net, with a guy with him. <laughs> but oh, anyway, you're so pretty. But anyway, you're oh, shut so up, give me, get out, go away. But wasn't it true that they were just joking around about his slimy nickname, and he wasn't really saying, "Well, that guy's really a slimy." But uh, I mean, so it was really overblown Isn't the whole true? thing. And Rob Gronkowski. I think Eli's gonna, the one who said it. Uh, well, I don't know. They blame Peyton. Anyway, uh, and Rob Gronkowski is going to sing the national anthem uh, at the Boise State uh, UCLA LA Bowl, hosted by Gronk Gronkowski on Saturday. He says, "I'm singing the national anthem," and he's backed by the New Directions Veterans Choir. 
And he says, it's kind of like I'm the quarterback and have the best defensive line in front made me look good. I hope he's not going to muck this up and try to be funny or something, singing the national anthem, because I know he's a big party animal, and you know he's liable to whip out a flask or something and take a chug. I mean, I hope he's not going to mock the national freaking anthem, Gronkowski. This is not goof-around time, party man. Remember, we have Roseanne mm-hmm. Barr. I hope he's not going to pull one of those. I mean, all of a sudden, I'm nervous no, about it because he's, he's, he's a party doing... animal. No. Oh. He's doing commercials for USAA. I don't think he's going to mess he's around. Better not. Anyway, 530. Uh, thank you, Pete. Kimber, Pete, and Flounder, and uh, more. we got so much more coming up here. Look out. I hear you knocking. I hear the song now. There you go. Dun, dun, dun. 1970, Dave Edmonds, number one in the British charts with his version of the 1955 Smiley Lewis hit, I Hear You Knocking. The Welsh singer, songwriter, and producer's only number one hit, Dave Edmonds. What's that? He does a great version of Run Rudolph Run. I don't think I'm familiar with that. Uh, Rudolph as in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Rudolph It's a Chuck Cass, Berry or? tune. Oh, well, I, it, did, I did not know that. It's uh, a Chuck Berry tune. You, you know it. I probably do know that. Our birthday list includes Jeff Skunk Baxter, 75, the Doobie Brothers guitarist, taking it to the streets, minute by minute, Blackwater. Still have- Skunk Baxter is also one of the leading experts on military defense. Uh, he learned everything he knows about terrorism missile defense, and chemical and biological warfare from reading war history books, technical weapons texts, and defense manuals. And I think I remember him being literally a a, a military expert on military defense. Skunk Baxter, 75 years old today with a dubie theirs. And uh, let's see. Oh, I got a different birthday. Oh, a little history note. It's kind of interesting. On this day, 1915. The city of San Diego offered a rainmaker named Charles Hatfield $10,000 to bring rain to the city. There was a severe drought in 1915 San Diego. So they offered him the money, and uh, by the end of the next month, a few weeks later, there was so much rain, the streams were overwhelmed, major flooding caused at least 20 people to die. A local dam burst killed 20 people. The city then refused to pay him. And the coroner said probably at least 50 people died because of your flood. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> anyway, uh, 538. Is there uh, some uh, uh, oh. some, uh, some uh, new, uh, news, news, news? It's weird. It's, uh, it's actually breaking sports news from uh, Southside Steve Rickman, our old friend. Yeah. Southside What's uh, up with posted Southside? this on yes. Facebook. Uh, Al Michaels is not going to be doing NBC playoff games this year. Kind of a surprise to a lot of people, including Al, right? Mm, uh You've heard that? Yeah. Well, a lot of people said he's lost his fastball, blah, 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 which he he has, by the way. But now they're saying it may be linked to his stance on Taylor Swift. What stance on Taylor Swift? He expressed the importance of moderation, stating you can't make a sideshow the show emphasizing that the audience tunes in for the football game, not extraneous elements. Oh, Al, come on, Al. Don't be a grouchy old frump. What the hell's that? 
Well, no, he's not. It's an entertainment thing. It's yeah, not. He is. Yeah, well, but, but but he's saying he's saying that they should stop. Oh, you being just a goof. You know, it's just entertainment. I said, you know, it's a, it's one of the biggest stories in romance and love and entertainment in the history of the world. These two people. I mean, Taylor Swift, you know, woman of the person of the. I mean, come on, it's huge. How can it's you the, say on, well? Nobody wants to look, watch Taylor Swift in the booth. You know, for seven seconds out of the game. It, oh, that's so distracting. Mm. Oh, is it really God. though, DiMaggio Monroe? Is it really? No, no, no. It's not. Oh, Marilyn Monroe. Well, well. Now wait a minute. You can make. You can I, make some. I'm uh, just uh, wait a minute now. I think it might be. I think you, I, uh, sir. I think. You, in fact, it might be even bigger than uh, DiMaggio because Marilyn Monroe. Because of social Monroe. media. Yeah, because of everything. Yeah. The world's now so much smaller. And bigger and smaller. And they're both at the same Hall time. of Fame. Yeah. Both Hall of Fame, but the women both world famous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I had, I, I hadn't, I hadn't, and and sports. Let's hope it, too. Sports and yeah. And, hope it doesn't and, go the same way. <laughs> well, if he starts beating her up, I bet you she's not going to put up with it. She'll have him killed. She'll have him killed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Five forty. Wow. Uh, should we? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, uh, quickly in case you missed it. And again, uh, at the end of the program, about fifteen minutes from now, we're going to play the Rhinos audition tape for his uh, musical career that a lot of people didn't know about before he got into radio and restauranting and so forth. He was uh, he was at the Agnes Scott College Music Department and then got a scholarship to the Juilliard School of Music, and we have his audition tape. You will be astounded. Uh, 5.40. But now back to public education. Again, here we go. Where's our country going? Answer me this, Batman. Seattle High School. Seattle. <laughs> we just talked about Seattle yesterday, where kids are now having fun in cars, taking video of themselves, running over people on the sidewalk. Hitting people, hitting runs, and then running around with laughing. Seattle. I mean, I, I was in Seattle. They took over the summer of love. I mean, back in the uh, George Floyd yeah. days, and they said, you know, we, we just took over Seattle. I mean, what do you expect? Anyway, history teacher at Seattle International High School, Seattle 10th grade ethics studies world history teacher. And they wanted to focus on, quote, understanding gender versus sex in a cultural... Let's see, ethnic studies, world history class underscores investigating the global economy, society, and culture. Here are some of the test questions, a multiple choice, true or false questions on the exam. Question number four, all men have penises, true or false? Well, this one student told his mother he put down true, all men have penises, and of course he got marked wrong. Incorrect. Question seven, only women can get pregnant. He put down true. Eh. Teacher marked it false. Uh, they were asked questions like, when someone uses they, them pronouns, what does that mean about their gender identity? And true or false, transgender people are gay. True or false? Well, first of all, the mother, this well, several, but this one particular mother said, you've got to be kidding me. I don't understand. I'm trying to, she says, trying to wrap my head around how it's legal to teach inaccurate information and force students to answer against their beliefs or receive negative sources and answers and scores. She said the teachers have called her son names, including racist, and a product of the patriarchy that teaches boys not to care about anything, unquote. And she said, this is outrageous. Whatever happened to reading, writing, and arithmetic? 10th grade. And this is what they're... And by the way, they're told if you think only men have penises, you're wrong. Well, since when do they start to you know, deliberately teach wrong things in high school and get you punished for it? I mean, <laughs> that's going on your permanent record. 
Unbelievable. 542. Flongo, let's play a couple of... Uh, oh, you, you want to do a tweet? If you got some... Let's do a little Pete's tweets. You want to do a Pete's tweets? Let's do a little Pete's. So 542. Sure. Well, well, you don't even have to hit... Well, you can... sound if you want to. Uh, we're trying to get it all in before we have our... The Rhinos audition tape. Uh, with Pete Davis. And we got tweets and stuff on social media. And he's all over it with Pete's tweets. Jeff points out what men can do this holiday season. When you see that mom walking through the parking lot alone or anytime yeah. or with their kids, yeah. it costs nothing to keep an eye on them. Protect yeah. each other's families this holiday season so everyone can go home safely. I like it. I like it. It's a great Always thing. be on guard and on the lookout, especially in, in crowded parking lots. Absolutely. That's a great point. For thieves or you know, robbers or kidnappers or carjackers or just bad guys. Absolutely. Oh. Oh, you mean to keep from someone grabbing them instead yeah, of instead you, you making sure they're not them, watching you right, grab them. Or, or, or trying to pick them up later. at the Yeah, well, you know, oh, I have okay. to speak for myself there, I guess, probably. Well, that's a whole different way <laughs> well, to look at it. Well, it's a different way of looking at it, you know. <laughs> Santa Claus is yeah. appearing in stores all over the world yes. right now. Kimmer, I'm sure you've seen him oh, all the time. All over the world. It's no surprise you can find him visiting some Walmarts. You may even be able to get a photo with old St. Nick if you ask nicely and pay a nominal really? fee. Oh, really? That's what the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania store wanted to let everyone know about, that Santa was going to be at their store tomorrow afternoon, yeah. along with his helpful elves. Oh. Except they put Carl in charge of letting the people know. <laughs> Carl. The advert reads, and I quote, yeah. Santa and his herpes will be at your neighborhood Walmart <laughs> from one to four. <laughs> <laughs> Sit in his lap, but don't get too close. Oh, Lordy. Uh, why did the hillbilly church replace the three wise men with three firefighters at their live nativity scene? Well, to pay tribute to the local fire uh, to a fighting community, I'm sure that was. Or, or because it says in the good book, three wise men came from afar. Afar. <laughs> oh, my God. Came from afar. Did you know that yeah. in Iceland, yeah. their Christmas tradition is to have you wear your clothes that you get as a present. You have to wear it because if you don't yeah. wear those clothes, yeah. the Yule cat will come for you. Oh, I didn't know about Do the you Yule. know about this? I did not know about the Yule cat. Not, uh... It is a monstrous feline who roams Iceland eating people who don't wear their Christmas clothes. Holy moly. That's... Yeah, they don't play around. <laughs> Iceland? Do you like cats? Yeah. Do you like candy canes? Um, you know, I, uh, if you gave me a candy cane, I would eat it and enjoy it. But if I'm going to go look, buying them, no. I used to buy them for my horse. I, I, I used to buy candy canes yeah. for all the horses. The horses love peppermint candy canes. But I, w I wouldn't go buy them to eat them. But if you gave me one, I'd enjoy it, yes. Hmm. How about flavored candy canes? And I'm not talking peppermint, but right. other flavors. Well, I, uh, I suppose, I mean, uh, like uh, maybe chocolate candy cane or uh, cherry candy cane. Uh, that'd be good. Mm. Maybe. Uh, how, how about uh, how about ketchup candy cane? No, I no, I'm not. No, no. How, how about a hot dog candy cane flavor? No, no, no. I'm sucking no. on a hot how about, dog. How uh, about uh, bacon candy flavored? I not with candy. I, I, I bacon candy is not. I don't. Well, this one's my favorite. I might actually try this one. Yeah. Possum flavored candy cane. Well, we've all had possum. You know, been around the side of the road. And... <laughs> well, it begs the question: What does the a possum, hell is a taste, possum like? taste like? Like chicken, I'll bet you. <laughs> my I God. Uh, uh, there's Pete's there's tweets. There's Pete's tweets. Uh, Five forty-six with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. And uh, we. Uh, oh, you want to play? When we come back, uh, we want to play the DUI girl. If we have that to Flounder, and we'll play the DUI girl. And don't. 
forget the Rhino with his rendition of something special in time for Christmas coming up here shortly with the Cameron Feed Flounder 546 1063. Oh, <laughs> yes, his lady's choice here. for the candy trim <laughs> oh my God. The Flounder's tree. playing this just for me. H's for the happiness <laughs> with all the family. R is for the reindeer prancing by the window. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I is for the icing on the cake as sweet as sugar. This is Dickie Valentine. Speaking of sugar cane and candy cane. 1955. Dickie Valentine, number one in the British singles chart with Christmas Alphabet. The first Christmas song to reach number one. It was the first Christmas number one actually about Christmas, a trend that would continue off and on over the next several decades. Like Christmas? Well, this was 1955. I think he probably... uh, This is what it said. Now, this is Britain. Maybe that's just British. This is a British guy, so maybe... But it was the first Christmas song to reach number one that was actually a song about Christmas. So that's what they say here. Anyway... Um, just for the record, uh, our birthdays, Randy Owen is 74 for a singer for Alabama. Randy Owen. Also, uh, you may remember the TV show guy and uh, had great hair and he was a singer and kind of an entertainer, almost like, like a host guy, John Davidson. And he and yeah. uh, wasn't it, uh, wasn't it the wife of the football, uh, Joe Theismann's wife? Didn't, didn't she do a show with him? Uh, yeah, well, I, uh, it was like a, uh, you bet your, yeah, you, I can't believe incredible. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, incredible things happened. And I think it was, uh, his wife with John Davidson. What's your name? A little blonde chick. Well, I think Fran Tarkin had met her and they got married while no, they no, were no. doing the show. I no, mean. not Frank Tarkin. It was, uh, Thiesman, Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann's wife, wasn't oh. it? Yeah, I'm sure. Really? Yeah, and by the okay. way, his name is Thiesman, as in Heisman, and not Thiesman, as in Heisman. Uh, but I, I'm sure it was Thiesman's wife. God, I can't remember her name. I see her face now. And uh, with John Davidson. She was the original Wonder Woman. I think you could be right there. I don't know. I think, I think yeah, I think you're, yeah, I think you've got something going there, sir. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Thanks. Going <laughs> We're going to play the drunk girl in a second. Oh, uh, oh, oh, in fact, we better do it fast. In fact, let's do it now. Uh, Pete Davis found this. There's, there's video out there somewhere, and this is a hottie. I mean, she's she's built, and she's young and pretty and wanged, and she's totally, you know, three sheets to the wind. And here was, uh, there's the, actually, I have the sound of the police officer trying to get her to give a little. Can you recite the alphabet from start to finish without singing it? Yeah. Okay. Whenever you're ready. A, C, B, D, E, F, G, H, I, F, N, G, H, I, C, K, L, M, N, O, P, H, Q, E, S, H-Q-E-S-I-T-E. Okay. All right. Well, by golly, you passed. Now get in my car. <laughs> Let's go get a drink. <laughs> and I did not notice now, your magnificent breasts. <laughs> yeah. Now for the oral exam. Yeah, you speaking that. to the old breathalyzer. <laughs> <I'm low on laughs> <this. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Cops should have made her do jumping jacks. You know. <laughs> oh, she was good looking. She was yeah. a knockout, and she built like a 
know, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, let's see. How are we doing? On, I forgot the back time, the uh, the uh, flounders thing. I, flounder, I keep saying flounder, uh, uh, the rhinos uh, thing there. Do we know offhand the exact time of it? I mean, not that I mean, One second. I'll get yeah, it doesn't probably matter, really. I think you got time. I've, yeah, three thirty. It's three I, minutes no, and thirty seconds. All right, we got we plenty can, of time. I got plenty of time. Should we do? Let's do another hunter bite here. Can you do that without messing up your schedule, there, Flounder? Let's do a cut number three of Hunter Biden. Uh, it's been a couple hours since we played it, talking about Daddy didn't do anything bad. Let me state as clearly as I can: my father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He sounds just like his father. It's eerie, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is eerie. Uh, and how about one more, uh, Flounder? Let's do James Comer, the, uh, the, the uh, cut number eight, talking about how this investigation uh, needs a lot of key witnesses. Again, this is an investigation of Joe Biden. Hunter Biden's a key witness because we we have a simple question, and the majority of Americans have a question. What did the Bidens do to receive tens of millions of dollars from our enemies around the world? That's a simple question. Every American wants to know. What did you do to receive the money? And we also want to know what role Joe played because, quite frankly, it's hard for me to believe, I'll speak for myself, that uh, all these oligarchs, and the Chinese Communist Party were wiring Hunter Biden millions of dollars because they liked him because he added value to something. We believe, as what Devin Archer testified in the transcribed interview, that they were selling the brand and Joe Biden was the brand. And we believe that Joe Biden's known about this all along because he hasn't been honest with the American people. That's James Comer. Anyway, they're going to get to the bottom of it, and they're going to also charge him for not showing up at the hearing and testifying, actually. And uh, there's uh, contempt or whatever, and they're going to get to the bottom with subpoenas, and uh, here we go. Uh, oh, by the way, just very quickly, a quick question. The stock market closed up like over 37,000, up 500 points today. What the hell is that all about? Where did that come uh, from? The interest rates. The interest that rates, they, they didn't say change they're them. not going to... Third year. They're not going to go up, and they're going to go down next year is what, what they're wow. doing. Wow, but it went 500 points to 37,000. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this is incredible. We got a hold of the audition tape for the Rhino <laughs> from our morning team. Uh, an Agnes Scott College uh, musician, and he got a scholarship to Juilliard School of Music, and he gave us his, well, he didn't give it. We stole it. I stole it. I'm sorry. The audition tape for the Rhino singing a Christmas favorite, ladies and gentlemen, Oh Holy Night. Hope you have your recorders running. You'll never forget this performance. The Rhino. Send it to him. Oh, holy night. Stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world. Mm-hmm. In sin and error, you can feel till he appeared, and the soul felt it's worth. It's kind of like you're right there telling the story. Oh, I'm starting to build now. The weary world rejoices. 
over yonder breaks. There we go now. A new and glorious morn. Stand by for the chorus. Oh, oh. Mm. on your knees. The rhino, ladies and gentlemen, the rhino. Oh, I know you can do it. I know it. Kind of slowing it down. When Christ was born. Build up. We're ready to build up. Here we go. Straight down for the rhino. It's a rhino, it's a rhino! Oh. <laughs> yes, sir! Right there on your knees! This is falling now! <laughs> Can he do it? Can he do it? It's a miracle! It's a Christmas miracle. And you were there with a rhino in 2023. Sing me, rhino. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever, uh, ever get over it. Jingle all the way, baby. Coming up at 6 o'clock. Hoorah, Super Fi, gotta go, you're killing me. Louder PC tomorrow, boys. Herbert, Herbert, look out. <laughs> The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. 
There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing, or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.